The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It was despicable, disgusting, and annoying and all that. Fortunately, it's over now. The uh, worshiping of Kobe Bryant. My, what an embarrassment for the NBA, for Los Angeles, for the Lakers. Just pathetic. God, I thank God it's over. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live. 
from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Kobe actually had to leave the game when they went to overtime because he was afraid that Jeannie Buss would attack him again and lick his toes. And he had to get out of there because he was tired of getting his toes licked. And he had to leave Staples Center prior to that uh, event. My goodness. I knew it was going to be despicable. I had no idea that it would be that over the top. This shows you what a terrible spot the Los Angeles Lakers are in. And, you know, Kobe Bryant, was uh, he was partnered to it. He was along with it. Just horrific. Uh, and, my goodness, where to begin? Where or oh, where to begin? Now, if you are someone that has a strong distaste for hero worship, then this was a really good night to stay away from television, to stay away from the Internet. There was a tsunami of Kobe Bryant toe-sucking that seemingly would not end. Everyone trying to one-up each other. No, 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 I like Kobe more than you. I'm going to praise Kobe more than you. No, 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 he's he's better than you think. I'm going to tell you how good he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's better than Jesus Christ. He's better than Gandhi, Mother Teresa. He's Kobe Bryant. And I'm going to show you how much I love him because I'm a better Kobe Bryant fanboy than you. It was just, it was just amazing. I can't believe that I, I witnessed what I witnessed here. It was uh, shockingly bad. And uh, cons- if you missed it, consider yourself lucky. If you worked the third shift and you were sleeping and you, you did not catch it, boy, you're lucky. I mean, man, that's a good spot to be in. Uh, in a gala event where celebrities in Hollywood that have yet not been exposed to scandal that still have enough money to afford tickets, paid through the, through the nose there uh, with the loads of hoopla, uh, the Lakers retiring, uh, not one, but two numbers for Kobe Bryant. <laughs> oh, do they realize how pathetic they are? I don't know if they realize this. I, somebody needs to tell uh, the Lakers. They got like an intervention of how, uh, how absurd uh, this this was. Uh, I just kind of hate. Uh, so so let's talk about this now. The the question: <laughs> How should uh, a neutral party feel about Kobe Bryant having both number eight and number twenty four retired? Now I've already used the word here, but I use it again. I think it's the appropriate word. It's the p word, pathetic. That is the word here to describe uh, what I what I witnessed, and I didn't witness all of it. I watched that. Monday night game because there's nothing more exciting than a Falcon Bucks game on a Monday night. I can't think of any more entertainment value I can get uh, than that. But uh, my good, it was mushy, it was hokey, it was cornball, it was just despicable. And uh, just just to sum up, in in a, a few thoughts here on what took place on Monday night in a random game between the. Woe be gone, Lakers, and a shell of the Golden State Warriors who were that four of their eight rotation players. That's how little they think of the Lakers. They can send their B squad and still beat the Lakers, and they did. Uh, but here's the, uh, the, the thoughts on this. You've got gaudy overkill, nauseating, obnoxious, and glory days. You got all that. You got all that mixed together, and I'll link it together like lo- Legos here. We'll put it all in a nice little uh, box for you for the holidays. Now, A... As a general rule of thumb, I despise these kind of events, whether it's David Ortiz with the Red Sox and what they did with that parade of nonsense his final year 
in Boston, uh, this and uh, everyone else is. We I feel like we're in the era of this. These marketing gimmicks, which are disguised as uh, retirement uh, ceremonies, it's just horrific. But uh, I have taken a contrarian view that I am anti-Jersey retirement uh, ceremonies. I don't like them. I despise retirement tours. And uh, the the <laughs> Lakers. Did you see this? They they rolled out something called Kobe Land. Uh, it was a street fair in front of Staples Center. <laughs> uh, uh, it, this only reinforced my my position. Uh, you talk about gaudy overkill there. That, that was a flea market of overpriced Kobe merchandise being hawked to the highest bidder there, and much of that, of course, destined to a landfill near you. Uh, just like that retirement tour when they were selling all the same crap or similar crap. And the Laker historians, they ate it up, and they could not have gotten enough of this. It was really the perfect scam. I gotta, On some level, i got to give the Lakers credit because this is a perfect scam here. You sell overpriced commemorative Kobe Bryant jersey retirement hats and shirts and coffee mugs and keychains and all the other stuff. And the people buying this stuff don't even realize they're being ripped off. It's a great scam that the Lakers pulled off. Of course, all these teams do it. The Lakers aren't alone. Although I I would say that Kobe Land taking it to the next level. I would say that that's cranking it up a couple of slots on the nauseating scoreboard, if you will. Now, the second part is part B. The fact that Kobe Bryant and the Lakers could not come to grips on which number to retire. Uh, And it's just embarrassing is what it is. And and then, uh, you know, Kobe who I would assume had the right of refusal, right? He could have said, no, 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 I, boy, that's too much, you know. I, 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 no one should have two numbers retired. That's just embarrassing. And the only reason I changed my number is because I got charged with rape in Colorado and I had to change my reputation, so I changed my number. No, he didn't do that. He's like, yeah, sure, good. Retire number 24, retire number 8. Again, the word is nauseating. That is the word here. And, and Kobe himself has long ago cemented the reputation as a self-centered jerk that he owned uh, during his playing career. And I, I advised him months ago when the story first came out that Kobe, the Lakers, are going to retire two numbers. I said, listen, go get a dartboard. I'll, I'll, borrow, I'll let you borrow the penny. We do Benny versus the penny. You can flip the penny up in the air, spin a bottle. Uh, you, you can do any of that, uh, whatever it takes, but be a grown-up and pick a number. You don't get both. You get one. <laughs> it's just... It's just insane. But, again, you cannot hide from the elephant in the room, especially in the climate that we're in today uh, with all of the uh, celebrities and Hollywood politicians that are going down for past transgressions that are many, many years old. Uh, And, again, the driving force behind that number switch was after that financial settlement was paid out and the confidentiality agreement that Kobe Bryant signed off on and then apologized to the woman that uh, accused him of rape uh, Kobe then changed his number after that. Uh, an estimated, I think it was at least $2 million, if not $3 million in a financial settlement. No one knows for sure how much uh, was paid. But imagine if that happened today. And that was only you know, 12, 13 years ago. Imagine if that happened in the, the age that we're in now in 2017. And I didn't even mention the diamond ring that Kobe Bryant, uh, that he, he paid for, which was uh, as big as the Ritz, I believe. That's uh, that was the uh, apology, but but that aside, listen. Kobe Bryant was good at basketball. That's great. Uh, do we need to lick his uh, his? You know what? Is is that something that we need to do here? 
And and, and really, the, the idea, I, I watched Jeannie Buss and Magic Johnson give these just over-the-top speeches, which were just, just complete lies here. Uh, Kobe Bryant has been a douche most of his life in basketball and has been celebrated. Every douchey thing Kobe Bryant has done, he has been celebrated for. You can't get more obnoxious. Uh, now, some of my evidence here to back up my claim here, uh, Kobe Bryant, here's another thing that if you did it today, you, you'd be put on that list of ostracized figures. right? Kobe Bryant, in an NBA game, shouted the F word, the other F word, the one they use for a cigarette across the pond there in the uh, in arena. Uh, he got in a little trouble for that. Would have gotten a lot trouble, a lot more trouble now. Uh, the famous wedding, which he did not invite his friends or family to, but he did not elope. Kobe Bryant. He just decided he didn't want anyone around him at the uh, at the wedding there. And the most egregious of all, you could argue, a clear violation of the nickname code. Kobe Bryant gave himself the nickname Black Mamba. Every time I hear someone say Black Mamba, I laugh inside because Kobe, that's not an authentic nickname because Kobe came up with that nickname. He, he even told the story about how he watched the Kill Bill movies. He saw an assassin given the, the same nickname. He said, that's a good nickname. I would like to be known as that. So I'm going to call myself the Black Mamba. <laughs> it's, just, it's just insane here. Uh, but wait, there's more. Now, the parting shot on this. The Laker franchise continuing to be the laughingstock of professional sport. Uh, since they have no present, they have no future, they continue to harken back to the glory days. And my advice is to let it go. I, I understand things are bleak. These young players aren't very good. I get it. Uh, and the Lakers have been a regular in the lottery for, for several years, and they've got nothing to show for it. Uh, Julius Randle's an average NBA player. D'Angelo Russell's already been traded. Brandon Ingram looks like Skeletor. He's a string bean who averages 16 points a game. That's not a franchise savior. And Lonzo Ball shooting 33% uh, from the floor. And that's actually higher than his uh, three-point shooting and barely higher than, or barely lower than his foul line shooting. So, listen, I know it's tough. I understand that. But deal with it. And uh, this was just just an embarrassment uh, for the for the Lakers. I, at one point, I enjoyed it, and then I was like, "Oh boy, this is this is not going to end. This is just man, is this despicable?" All right. Anyway, it is uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia, so right over there. Well, hanging out should be a fun night on the show. I think it will be a fun night. I think, uh, listen, I, I know that I didn't get the memo from the media that you have to lick Kobe's feet. I know that. I'm violating the code here to give the other side the truth in Kobe Bryant, and we did. So that's how we are. That's how we do it around these parts. Yeah, I, I will try and uh, restore some holiday cheer here in the uh, holiday cheer. There's plenty the of holiday Sports, cheer. Uh, radio studios listen, because Kobe Bryant paid a lot of money for this night. I'm just so telling I hope you, he enjoyed himself. Yeah, I, I'm sure that Coop and Danny are. Our producing crew really yes. appreciate that Maller monologue, being the passionate I, I Laker fans that they are. I know, Eddie, you don't understand this, but I don't do the show for them. I do the show oh, for clearly, the Clearly, that's for sure. Uh, I do the show no for them. About that, but, My uh, God, it would... Whew. I'm going to try and do what I can to uh, to bring peace between the these no two warring factions and the Listen, other... there's no war going on. I am bringing you the other side. These are things that should have been talked about that were not talked about. That's fine. Well, you like to talk about... There's a bunch of media. about over the there's top. There's a bunch of media fanboys kind of out there. Can't think that Meller monologue was a little over the top. I don't. What was over the top? Of, what did I say that was incorrect? Go ahead. Well, I'm give just me the saying, list. It, it Go just, ahead. It just seemed like you were really piling on here. 
What did I say that was incorrect? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct me. Right, correct right, right. me. Of course. Correct me of if course. I gave an incorrect fact. Go well, ahead. but look, because I did a lot of research. Go ahead. I know Go, you did. Tell me, tell me what I said that was. wrong. I'm not going to say anything that was incorrect. So I I'm didn't just... say anything wrong, but you're troubled by the. Well, truth. just the 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 whole tone of it just seems like. He, what was wrong it with the tone like of it? Kobe Bryant like uh, spit on you or something at some point. It just uh, a little over the top. But that's well, fine. Because that's I fine. pointed out the other side of the story that it's, G- it's called the troll tone, Eddie. The troll tone. Oh, there's Coop over there. Coop and Danny G, who both want us to forget about the fact that Kobe was charged with rape in Colorado, that that does not matter. Uh, we're both tweeting out things against people pointing that out, so we should point that out. Yeah, they also feel that Harvey Weinstein got oh, an unfair I, I, rap I forgot as well. That, I forgot that everybody, just every single person that's ever accused of anything is is automatically guilty. That's, I agree. That's, that's how I, it listen, works these days. Right? I agree. Kobe, you know, he, he just happened to have an extra $3 million that he paid out to get a confidentiality agreement, and he just decided, he woke up morning, and he said, you know, I feel like I need to apologize to this woman, even though she falsely accused me of these crimes. Why wasn't he so charged will, by the police He then, was ben? charged by the police. He the was? charges were dropped. After they, Kobe, yeah, they were dropped. They were paid after he paid the woman to go away. You, didn't because you read that's the story? What she wanted uh, the whole time. Okay. So that's she what it was so, about. So he didn't do anything. I love this logic of yours that anybody yes. who ever ever pays out a, a civil court settlement is yeah. guilty. Uh, not if they're see they're, they're they're not guilty if they're good at playing basketball for the Lakers. And then you two, uh, you two bozos will be like, no, 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 you're right, you're right. No, never in the history of this planet has anybody ever paid out a not, settlement not if for something not, that they didn't actually do. Not if they beat the Celtics in the finals. Then they are innocent. Hey, did you see then that Falcons-Buccaneers game? That was, boy, that was oh, a good game. Who cares about that? This play is a pathetic <laughs> Very game. competitive game yeah. there in uh, Tampa. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll take your phone calls. You want to be part 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, and you can be part of the show. At Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And uh, we'll call this one Barftastic. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It is the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We will get to Barftastic coming up in a couple of minutes. Also later this hour, because the, the NBA has only scheduled a, a few games on Tuesday, we'll do the NHL Puckham, because oh, hockey's yeah. decided that they'll have more games on Tuesday. For some reason, the NBA, I know the players are soft these days. They can't play too many games in a week, or they, they self-destruct. Uh, but the uh, Tuesday night schedule, last couple of weeks, has not been, not been very good. Uh, not been good. At all, and uh, we have the uh, the commentary here coming in. A lot of uh, tremendous commentary uh, about the uh, the the speculation, but not the speculation, the conversation we had about about Kobe Bryant here. And uh, Kurt, save that for the lame jokes. Kurt's already sending in Kobe Bryant retirement jokes, and uh, that's that's a pretty good one actually. A uh, an original, not not a retread there. Uh, let's go to Ralph in. Uh, Fontana in Southern California is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Ralph. Hey, Ben. I go back with you to the Ben and Dave show. That's how long I've been listening to you. Oh, well, thank you. I have many, many years there. Appreciate that. That's right, Ben. But I got a question for you. You know, the Lakers have been down for 10 years or so. How many 
championships have the Clippers won at that time? Well, How many again, finals have they appeared to? Not about How the many Western Conference finals I, I, have they been I, in? I understand you want to make this about the Clippers. This was Kobe Bryant's night. Do you want to make everything about the Clippers? Well, yeah, because you're putting course, the Lakers down. But... Well, again, but it, the, the Clippers were not involved in this. I know they, had, they well, did bring Jerry West in, which is great. Very nice of them to honor the uh, savior of the Clippers there. Uh, but, no, this was a Laker event. This had nothing to do with the Clippers. It's a non-sequitur right, to bring, right. the, bring the Clippers up. It's all well, about – Well, you know, it's because when I looked up at the, at the retired jerseys and the championships, I didn't see anything of the Clippers up there. Well, that's right, because you were looking in the rearview mirror. And the Clippers are not looking in the rearview mirror. When we when I drive, I look at the front of the car. You look in the rearview mirror and say, "Boy, we boy, that really looks good behind me. That really looks good, man. I really like that." Well, I love you, Ben. Right, I love, I love you too, too, Ralph. All right, man. Thank, I'm glad to know you're there. Twenty years that guy's been listening. Man, that goes back uh, many, many years. Uh, and yes, I and much to the disdain of the Laker haters here. They're just they just have been triggered by this uh, Maller monologue. I was there at the forum when Kobe Bryant was a rookie and Dale Harris was the coach and Kobe didn't play all that much, and uh, I was uh, a witness to that. I was out there. I remember a, a night when, at the time, Ryan Leaf, this was in 1998, I believe it was, and Ryan Leaf was like the number two pick of the Chargers in the draft. In the, in the, it, was some, it was in the late night. I think it was 98 or 99. And he showed up at, uh, at the forum to see Kobe, and he met with Kobe after the game. And then, to my amazement, when I was walking to my car, which was at the racetrack across the street from the Forum, and I walked out of the the tunnel at the Great Western Forum, Ryan Leaf and roughly five or six of his friends, back in those days there was no Uber, and they all squeezed into a taxi. And they were, like, sitting on each other's lap. Uh, it was uh, quite the quite the visual. Back in the uh, the day. We have Barftastic. We're going to get to that here in a moment. Right now, though, let's go to Weed Man Hippie, who's hanging out in South Beach on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Weed Man Hippie. Man, I love you. There he is. Spreading love in the air. The hippie for all hippies. Ben, I'm in the world. What? Can you change your Can you change your phone? Because your phone doesn't sound. Have you been charging your phone? Wow, that's what Coop said. How does it sound now? I'll stand right here. This is terrible radio. Yes, let's stand right there. Do not move and do not say anything at all. Ben, what? What? No, I want to talk about the New York Times revealing the aliens all around us. That is right. Amazing. (laughs) It's on CNN. It's <laughs> well, if it's media. on if it's on CNN, then it must be something legit. If it's on CNN, don't start with fake news. I'm not. Fake listen, fake. I'm not. Listen, uh, do you really need a New York Times report to know if you go out go out at night if you're not in the city and look out to the heavens? You're telling me so that there's now, not other life. Of course, there's other life out there. I mean, what, what what kind of moron needs a report from the New York Times to tell you that there's life out there? Of course, there's other life out there. What, you're not alone. Ben, what? I saw Star Wars today. Congratulations! Did you pay for oh. it, or did somebody buy you the ticket? No, I got a Russian website that gives these things. Oh, to you me saw the, You watched it on your computer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Now, no, no, hold on. I, I haven't Why done are that. Why always I, Russian websites, by the way? Because the Russians love to give out American entertainment right? for free. Okay. Yes, you should never do that, Eddie. It's tremendously wrong. Uh, Weed I man, send me the website if you can. I want to check that out. It's Sorry. not illegal. 
I would disagree with that. I would, what's left of the movie studios would probably uh, fight against that Ted, and push back on that. Ted yes, what? about the lightsaber. The lightsaber. What do you want me it's to a, do about that? What, what do you like me to do? It's a symbol. It's a symbol. Now, when I, so, now is listen. It a, is it a phallic symbol? What is it a symbol of? I don't know. What are you getting at here? Our consciousness directs the formation of light, yeah. which has sex with the earth, which <laughs> creates our reality. And and now, Weedman, I told you to not buy the, buy you your dope to from that guy believe. you've been buying it from. Hey, come on, Weedman, you got you got a bad hit here, Weedman. This is some. I bad, got it all over me. Yeah, Weedman, this is some bad stuff. I don't know what's going on with you, but you. All you have to do is believe and raise your vibration That's by it. concentrating right. on bliss. I believe this call is ben, about to end. I uh, feel like I'm, I, I have, have a premonition. I have a golden ticket. I have a you, golden but ticket. But you didn't use the golden ticket. I'm calling back right now. You're calling back right now. I, somebody call so we can't get in. Somebody somebody call so Weed Man can't get in. Block Weed Man, 877-99 on Fox. Block him. Don't let him get in, please. I'm begging you to block Weed Man. Man. That's uh, the Ben Maller Show. We will get to Barftastic. We'll get to that. And Soprano style. Yeah, that's right. What does that mean? I don't know. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll do it all here, Mom, until right now, though, Eddie Garcia on Fox with the latest. Well, Ben, let's start with Monday Night Football, where the Falcons edge the Buccaneers 24-21 in Tampa in an NFC South clash. Falcons are now 9-5 on the year. They were led by running back Devonta Freeman, had almost 200 yards of total offense, including a 32-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter to help them get that win. Now, Atlanta remains in the final playoff spot in the NFC. They're one game up on the Lions, Seahawks, and Cowboys. That Falcons win did eliminate the Packers from the playoffs. NBA games of note make it 14 wins in a row for the Rockets. They beat the Jazz 120-99. to They are now a league-best 25-4 and on the season. Overtime for the Warriors to edge the Lakers in L.A. 116-114. That's nine wins in a row for Golden State. They were led by Kevin Durant, who had 36 points. Timberwolves edge the Trailblazers 108-107. Jimmy Butler, 37 points for Minnesota. And the Thunder get by the Nuggets 95-94. Russell Westbrook for Oklahoma City had 38 points. This report's brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Hey, Ben, did you see this story from Major League Baseball where Texas Rangers pitcher Cole Hamels donated a mansion and 100 acres of land in Missouri to a charity? Yeah, it provides it, yeah. camp, uh, camps for children with special needs and chronic illnesses. I'm not sure what I'm more amazed by, his generosity or the fact that he can donate a a mansion of over $9 million. Yeah. And apparently, that's, you know, eh, let's just donate that $9 million mansion to to the kids. Well, I don't I know mean, I don't know if you know this, but Cole Hamels has made almost $150 million oh. playing baseball. So, you know, it's, it's still a great, great it, it thing. It is, uh, it is. But although it, I would argue that it'd be better if he didn't have it on every sports website that he was doing. Because oh, I, I think that, find, would be, yeah. that would be a little better if you just do the act of charity without having everyone kiss your ass on radio and television. But... Uh, Cole Hamill's clearly feeling he needed the positive publicity, so he's getting it. So, would, would the story have been any less great if Cole Hamill's had just decided I'm going to? Well, I guess give it wouldn't have been a story because no one would know about but it. But he still would have done it, though. Uh, he yes. still would have done it, and wouldn't that have been? I, I that applaud been fine. him. I applaud him either way. I applaud him either okay. way. Okay. All right. Uh, very good there for Cole Hamill's, the uh, former fighting Phil, who's hanging out in the not the twilight, but the back nine of his career with the Texas Rangers. Well, it was a barftastic night in the NBA. Uh, very rarely 
do we ever talk about the Atlanta Hawks. And there's a reason for that. They are horrible. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks are despicable. And, and certainly there'd be no reason for us to mention an Atlanta Hawks-Miami Heat game. I can't think of any reason from a basketball standpoint that we would talk about these two teams when they meet. So I would like to thank an unnamed woman who had front row seats right behind the Atlanta Hawks bench and decided that she uh, had a, either too much to drink or too much to eat or the whatever the fateful combination was. And uh, this uh, didn't, didn't look too young. I don't know. Maybe she's a middle-aged woman. Uh, she was caught on camera here just barfing up a storm. <laughs> just, just a look. Have you seen this uh, video, Eddie? Of the uh, I have not. Okay. And, uh, I don't think I'll. Be no, no, that it's out. really good because no. it's like a milky substance that no, was coming no, no, out no, of her no, mouth no, there. No, no. And I don't know what the, I don't know exactly uh, what she had. I always when people throw up, I always want to guess what did they eat? What was the really? Th- yeah, like okay. what was the thing? What that a pushed, fun game. What was the thing that pushed them over the edge? You know, what was the final thing there? And it's hard to tell with this. It's not real chunky. It's more of a smooth uh, texture to the vomit that, that this woman uh, had the reversal of fortune here. And who, would, who was the lucky person that had to go clean that up, by the way? You know, someone, there's not many people that go to Hawks games, but somebody had to go out there and, and do the dirty work. That's, is there a big enough mop to clean all that up? And did any get on the bench? Did the Hawk players have to sit in vomit for the remainder of that game? These are all questions I would like answers to. Now, when you were a kid, Ben, did you ever ride the bus to school? Uh, yes, I did. My, I, when I was a child, I, I, I took the yellow bus, the short bus. Uh, and I took, <laughs> his, <laughs> no, I took Of course I took the bus. But back in, now, kids today don't take the buses often, right? At least I, around, I don't, I don't, I don't know what kids today do. I don't have any don't kids. Know. But yeah. I remember there was always a time or two on the bus where some kid would puke on the bus. Yeah. And then the, uh, you know, the bus driver would have to stop and get out, like, that kitty litter stuff. And, and like... <laughs> Make it go away. Yeah, kind of, you know, get, maybe it was kitty litter. I don't know what it was, but, it, you know, pour it on there to kind of, I don't know, soak it up a little bit. Boy, that smell was wonderful. Well, now that you, you know, use, kitty litter and, and vomit together yeah. is just uh, fantastic. Well, any combination with vomit, when you add vomit to the equation with anything, uh, it's just a marvelous, uh, when, marvelous When's smell. the last time you uh, you uh, threw up? Do you remember? Uh, I was uh, one of the holiday parties a couple of years ago, but it's been... A little, little too much to drink, a little too much been, uh, holiday cheer. been a decent uh, – I'm not a big barf guy. Are you a barf guy? <laughs> yeah. no, no, I'm not. I'm a... able to – I am able to uh, avoid it. I did get food poisoning at a certain Mexican restaurant uh, uh, but I, when I lived in I Hollywood. And I used to eat at this place. I used to eat – I didn't play that. I used to eat at this place like maybe like once every other week. It was in my rotation, you know, and I was when I was a bachelor, I ate out a lot. And it was cheap, and it was good, and I'd eat there. And then one time I went there, and I just was just going for it. And I never went back. I still have not gone back. I just had one, one bad meal, and I, I'm done. It's been years for me, many, yeah. many years, <laughs> yeah. uh, thankfully. I hope that streak Even continues for a while. Iron stomach, Eddie. Even you you iron. hear that from people that when they have a bad experience throwing something up that they ate, they'll never eat that again. Well, I've heard that about booze, too. I have yeah. a friend who... Because, like, tequila? Yeah, got sick on tequila, and, and the smell, smell of it will uh, cause yeah. him to uh, recoil. Isn't that what you're supposed to do with a kid that like just eats too many chocolate chip cookies? You lock him in a room with, like, 17 boxes of chocolate chip cookies, and you tell them that, kid, that kid's not coming out of that room until all those oh, cookies are eaten. Same thing they with throw cigarettes. Up. Yeah, there you go. weed. There you go. 
Does wow, he, that was Coop's dream. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's go. Speaking of weed, uh, cashing a golden oh, ticket no. right now. Oh, no. no, I told the people to call. I didn't call him. Block him. That's a violation well, we, we of have, Mallard Militia. We, we have a delay system, though. So, oh, is that why? That's why. Oh, he had a competitive advantage. Yeah. Well, he's cashing the golden ticket, and uh, we say hello now. I, how did he get a golden ticket again? A weed man. How did you get the golden ticket? A weed man. Oh, oh, no, I remember the. Oh, yeah, the seven hour thing. Yeah, he did the whole Mallard Marathon, the no, Boston I, I show. Was, and I wasn't the, there for that. Yeah, if anybody can convince me they've actually done that, I give out golden tickets for that. But yeah, go ahead. Listen, blame the woman in Atlanta. She's the one that had the issue here. That's why I don't drink. Do drugs. Don't drink. Great advice for the kids. Wonderful Thank advice, you. Weed Man. Thank you. uh, you're a real, real role you. model. Yeah, clearly, yes. They're only healthy if they come from the big, uh, the big farm uh, companies. Then they're then they're good for you. Yeah. Ben, Ben, now now you see all the aliens are entering the NBA. Joel Embiid. <laughs> He's an alien, really? Yes, of course. Oh, okay. Just, I, I don't know. They are here, Ben. The mythological stories from yeah. when you were a kid. Those myths. <laughs> Oh, true. You're going to regret, Weed Man, be, be honest, Weed Man, you're going to regret using this golden ticket, aren't you? You're going to be like, I should have saved it. Right? We're here to raise the vibration yeah, of humanity uh, never heard and that better before. Ben, what are the guidelines on blowing up a golden yeah, ticket? Give him like at least another minute, and then, we can, then we're free to blow him up. Yeah. Go ahead, Weed Man. Wow, 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 wow. What about this new phrase, surviving the ground? What's up with all these years? Watch the plane. Break the plane. The plane. The plane. Yeah. Now, it's uh, not a catch. Uh, 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 all right. I, I, are you done? I want to call your fans in Boston because Pittsburgh Oh, we'll call them. Then. This is not. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, moving on. Pressing on, as we like to say, uh, soprano style. Now, this is a story that I paid close attention to because I, when I was a, a measly radio reporter back when those things existed, and I was on the beat, uh, one of the teams I covered featured a player by the name of Lorenzen Wright. Uh, he was a pretty good player, good rebounder, decent offensive player, and he was murdered uh, years ago. He played with the Clippers, but he played with a, a number of teams in the NBA, and it was a cold case. The case had gone cold. It had not been solved. There were no leads on it for many, many years, uh, and it just kind of gone away here, this Lorenzen Wright story. And then recently there was a gun found in Mississippi, and then that led to a guy being arrested and charged with murder. And now uh, the wife of the former NBA player, the slain NBA player, uh, she also was arrested in Southern California, and uh, she was charged with murder as well. And wow. she, she made a court appearance, Eddie, in, I think this was in Riverside. Uh, they're trying to get her back to Memphis where the murder took place, and she she was in a wheelchair. It was kind of an odd scene there. I don't know the context. Of it. I don't think she needs a wheelchair, but she did in this case need a wheelchair. But it was revealed in the courtroom that uh, this woman, 
Shara Wright uh, plotted to kill Lorenzen Wright several different times and failed. She hired a hitman. Didn't work. He dodged death. Lorenzen Wright. And then finally, uh, she, had, according to the, the, the court case, uh, she was having a fling with this, this guy, Billy Turner, and he was the one, her lover, that actually committed the murder of Lorenzen Wright. And then she got a $1 million payout because of the insurance on Lorenzen Wright, and she blew all of the money within six months after he was, was murdered. Well, she sounds like just a wonderful human yeah, being. Yeah, she's got like a bunch of kids and stuff with, with him and whatnot, and it's just a crazy, it's a crazy tale. Uh, but I was wondering, what, would they ever solve that case? And I mean, she hasn't been convicted yet. These people haven't been convicted, but they, they, they found the murder weapon they, that led to all these people being arrested. So we'll see if they, uh, that leads to con- conviction. All right, time now for the Who Am I game of the NHL Puckham as well. Here's the Who Am I game. I am the only player in NFL history with 1,000 rushing yards playing for two teams in one season. It's only happened once in the history of the NFL. Again, I am the only player in the history of pro football with 1,000 yards rushing combined playing for two teams in one season. Who am I? A night without the Ben Maller Show is like a daytime listening to one of those cookie-cutter radio programs. We're different. Join our community on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And here's the Who Am I game. I am the only player in NFL history with 1,000 rushing yards playing for two teams in one season. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? The rooster is going with Alonzo Highsmith. He says, it's got to be Alonzo Highsmith. Toby Gerhardt, guest by Frank in L.A., the employee of the month. Who else? Jerome Bettis from Ivinson. So you can't read that. God Sham God from Adam. Ernest Biner from Manic Mike. Adrian Peterson's career from El Guapo. That's his answer. Uh, shots fired from uh, Robbie. I don't think that was for the answer here. Mike Allstott guessed by Chris. Let's see here. Uh, Tesh, Big Bobby Tesh going with Laker legend Samaki Walker. Uh, he's going with that. Marshall Falk guessed by Robbie, the Mariner fan. That was his guess. Uh, Vols fan, Jimmy got it right. Bad job by you. All right, Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? It's not Merrill Hodge guessed by Rich. I like this question, by the All way. Right. Um, I'm just going to guess Herschel Walker. The great Herschel Walker. Fine, fine guess, but that is incorrect. Uh, the answer to the Who Am I game, I'm the only player in NFL history with 1,000 combined rushing yards playing for two teams in one season. Eric Dickerson in 1987. He was traded on Halloween night from the L.A. Rams to the Indianapolis Colts, and that's it. Now, I bring this up because Jay Ajaye. Needs 179 yards rushing in the final couple of games for Philadelphia. If he does that, he will join Dickerson as the only two players in NFL history to break the 1,000-yard mark while playing with two teams. He had 465 yards with the Dolphins. He's got 356 in an Eagles uniform. Let's go to, uh, let's see here. Oh, Jimmy. In Portland is on Fox Sports Radio. We're going to have the NHL Puckham coming up in a couple of minutes. What's going on, Jimmy? Hey, Ben. Yeah, Jimmy, what's up, man? You're on the radio. Talk to me. Well, well I, I normally side with you, but i got to side with the guys on the Kobe bashing tonight. There's no Kobe bashing. I'm just giving the other side. There's no bashing at all. Well, 
I got some dirt on Real Talk. Or is his name Still Talk? Yeah, you got some dirt on Real Talk. Okay, go ahead. What is well, it? Well, his famous catchphrase is boom, 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 right? Yeah, I've heard that a few times. Yeah, Yeah, he's a stealer. He stole it from the group Onyxy Slam. I know Danny G's got the turntables. He can play that bit when they go boom, 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 boom from Queens. He's a stealer. So he's a man crush boy. So he's a, okay. So so I what should we do to punish Real Talk? You're accusing him of something. Now he has to be convicted. He hasn't been convicted yet. But he, play, play the hip hop hop. Play the hip hop song Slam. And, right. he'll, and he'll sing the part, boom, 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 boom. That's where he stole that from. Right. You got a lot of free time, don't you, Jimmy? You got a lot of free time. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. Can you do? Can you get a hobby or something? I don't know. Yeah, I'm Uber driver, so I'm going to pick up a customer now. <laughs> All right. Where, where, are they, where are they headed? Are they like across town? Is it a short drive? Or is it a, is I'm, at, it... I'm at PDX right now, and I'm going to pick up a fare. I don't know where we're going yet. Okay. All right. Well, good luck. Okay, good luck. All yeah. right. All right. All right, Jimmy. There <laughs> you go. All right. Uh, Uber driver Jimmy. He's making his way across Portland right now. I loved how he owned it, though. He was like, yup. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I got nothing to do. <laughs> just me and the Uber. Just driving around. Got a lot of free time. There's a lot of things in my head here when I'm driving this car around Portland. Uh, Matt in Omaha is next. Hello, Matt. You have a vomit update, Matt? Um, I do. Um, my guess would have been uh, on your question, he hate me? Oh, the great he hit me. Yeah, we've already moved past the answer to the the, to the uh, who am I game. Oh, no, yeah. no, I get that. On the yeah. vomit thing, real quick, yeah. um, when I was in grade school. Uh-oh. Um, I, lo- I love a story when it starts with I, when I was in grade school because only hilarity will follow a sentence that begins when I was in grade school because we know when you're in grade school, anything goes. Yes. So, anyway, we are in the cafeteria, and you had – um, whatever, umpteen tables all connected and everybody's sitting there. Yeah. And, uh, so there's like, uh, I don't even remember 50, 60 people sitting all in a row, all around these tables. And, uh, um, somebody for whatever reason ended up throwing up and it started a chain reaction <laughs> <laughs> the other people sat there and saw this person throw up, and then that caused them to throw up, and there must have been about six, seven people throw up, oh, and a... I'm still sitting there. It didn't bother me, and I'm still sitting there eating my lunch. Oh, that's awesome. So is this like, oh, I, was, I remember, uh, uh, I, I like. I wish I, back then, yeah. I wish I had a cell phone and been able to record it. Oh, it that's a, what a great memory, Matt. I mean, it's just Matt marvelous. The joy in your voice. It's like yawning's contagious, barfing's contagious, right? You see somebody yawn, you, it's it's within you. You have to yawn. It's, we all do it. All right, well, more on the barfing from Matt. Boy, he really enjoyed that story, didn't he? Man, I, I, I felt happy just hearing him tell the story. I imagine all these little punk kids barfing. All right, let's get to it. Time now for the NHL Puckham. Who's going first, go? That that would be Eddie All Garcia. Right, Eddie. Yeah, uh, Mr. Hockey, go baby. Ahead, Eddie, go Nikita ahead. Kucherov. All right, uh, terrible first pick. Coop, no, who it's got? not. Steven Stamkos. Stamkos is gone. Danny G. The real deal, James Neal. All right, I'll take Alex Ovechkin and Tyler Johnson of the Lightning. Danny. Philip Forsberg. Forsberg's gone. Two skaters and a goalie. Koopa Loop. I will go with John Tavares. All right, Eddie, the Eddie, the back-to-back. Let me have Anders Lee. I don't know who that is. Uh, he plays for the Islanders. Uh, and Pecorine. Eddie, oh. we're on the radio. I don't think you can say that. Koop, who I you got? Can. Roberto Luongo. He's hurt. 
Yeah, bad job by you. Danny. Sergey Bobrovsky. I'll take for the win, Braden Holtby of the Washington Capitals. He's there. hurt. He's not hurt at all. Yeah, he's been beat. He's going to hurt. He's going to hurt your team. Is what he's going to do. <laughs> you don't know hockey like me. Okay? I do. I was raised on ice. I had ice <laughs> yeah, in my right. drinks when I was a kid growing up. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL storytellers would have preferred the Atlanta Falcons losing the Monday Night Football game. That would have made for the better story, but instead, the Falcons able to squeak past the Buccaneers. We will discuss that and an awakening, at least for a night, of the losing quarterback, famous Jameis. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Rate quote. The Falcons win their ninth game. They're nine and five. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Matt Ryan was good, not great. The Falcon defense was good enough. And Devontae Freeman getting her done from the line of scrimmage. 198 total yards, 126 or so on the ground. He had a touchdown as well. And the Falcons win against a Bucks team that missed a field goal attempt that would have tied the game and sent it into overtime had it been good. But with that win by Atlanta, you can say Arrivederci to the Green Bay Packers. If you had a Disney-esque comeback for the Packers with Aaron Rodgers getting to the postseason, you are a loser. Uh, Green Bay is on the clock in the 2018 NFL Draft, as the Packers have gone by the wayside, oh, first time in almost a decade, they will have the postseason without the Green Bay Packers, which I know is a devastating blow to the stockholders of that franchise that cannot sell that stock and uh, just happen to own a piece of the team but have no say in any of that. Uh, but the better story is in the losing locker room, and in this case we're talking about the woe-begone Buccaneers of Tampa Bay. Uh, and in particular, Jameis Winston, who had uh, uh, just a remarkable performance. Uh, we've been very critical in these parts of Jameis Winston. And the reason we've been very critical is because he sucks most of the time. He's been very, very poor since he got into the NFL um, more often than not. But in this particular game, for the bulk of the game, Winston was marvelous. Uh, final stat line was great, but he actually got worse as the game went on late in the game. He had some incomplete passes. But in the first three quarters of the game, uh, he had a Tom Brady-like performance as far as efficiency, passes completed. He was very, very good uh, in this game. In fact, the first half alone, 13 of 15 for Jameis Winston at a quarterback rating of 122. He ended up with three touchdown passes and 299 yards, which led which led one of our listeners who lives in St. Pete to email me and uh, berate me for past Maller monologues, and it was the, the general theme was, see, see, you idiot, you know, just that kind of thing, because right? I, how dare I not uh, just give a shoulder massage to Jameis Winston uh, for his past transgressions uh, as a quarterback, as a quarterback alone. All right, so let's get into this. The, the question we will pose 
is a simple question because the Bucks did lose the game. They, they're not going to the playoffs. They've been eliminated for a while here. The question is, should the Buccaneers, after this performance on Monday night, this just marvelous performance, just, just wonderful for Jameis Winston, should the Buccaneers now recommit, go all in, if you will, to use a term that we like to kick around these parts, in Jameis Winston? Uh, now, I say no. I say no. I say he is still in the probationary period of his NFL career, and I think it would be a misstep. In fact, I know it would be a misstep by the Buccaneers to fully commit to Jameis Winston, even though he was really good uh, against a an Atlanta defense that was shaky, was very shaky, and have they've been inconsistent. I think that's fair to say. Uh, they have certainly been inconsistent. Now, my observations on this, you've got frustration, boomer bust, erratic, and the transformation. You've got all these things in play, and before we get into that bit by bit, and we will put them all together. We'll put them all together for you, fasten them up. Uh, let's hear from Jameis Winston, who is, uh, he's, he wasn't eating a W. There was no W to be eaten here. He was, he was uh, choking on an L was what Jameis Winston was doing here. But he does point out, he does point out a great story involving a shovel. It's been an unfortunate year, but the only thing we can do is grab our lunch pails and grab our shovels and keep digging. That's all we can do. Yeah. Do you think he takes a lunch pail with him when he goes to the, the Bucks facility? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he does. I, I, if I, and I, I, when I was a kid, I took the, the old lunch pail to school because you know, I was cool like that. I'd like to get one of those big factory working, you know those like big factory worker lunch pails? Like the, the kind of lunch pail where you have dedicated your life to busting your ass in the factory, and when you get half an hour to eat lunch, you've got this nice big metal lunch pail, right? <laughs> Can I hear that again? I, I want to hear This is uh, NFL quarterback Jameis Winston on uh, what the Bucks have to do now going forward. It's been an unfortunate year, but the only thing we can do is grab our lunch pails and grab our shovels and keep digging. That's all we can do. <laughs> yeah, of course, they've been digging their own grave on a, a weekly basis. And in this particular game, the game down, came down to an idiot kicker. Damn idiot kicker, because Tampa Bay, they were in that hurry up. They had about a minute. They drove the ball down the field, the Buccaneers, and it came down to the very end. And then the Bucks ran their field goal unit out there. They had a chance to tie the game. And then the idiot kicker missed the kick. That's no good. See you later. Patrick Murray, wide right on a 54-yard field goal attempt. Time expired. Game over. Uh, Jameis Winston, you love kickers, don't you? You got rushed, man. You get rushed oh. into that situation. We have no timeouts. Uh, guys falling down. Oh, then we're like, God. what's going on? And then we got to rush our kicker out there on the field. Then he got, he has like uh, our point is a thirty five yard line. We were two yards short of that. You know, Pat is he's been a very consistent kicker for us this year, man. You know, I I, I can never say anything negative about my my teammate when he's that oh, consistent. Oh, sure you can. Yeah. I, well, listen, I'm a professional, Jameis. I know how to do negativity. So you've come to the right place here. Uh, it's professional football. This is not Pop Warner or Pee Wee football here. He was rushed, yes, but. You know, you got to make that kick, right? You got to, you know, I know he didn't, uh, tough tough break and all that, but come on. Parade of excuses there. Now, I, I mentioned all these things that are tied together. And the Jameis Winston story 
the Jameis Winston story because you have the frustration, you have the boomer bust, you've got the erratic, and you've got the transformation. Now, to, big, to begin all this, this particular game is a textbook example for the guy in St. Petersburg that emailed me all upset because of past comments I've made about Jameis Winston. This backs up my past commentary. This is an example of the frustration that people that love the Buccaneers should have. I don't I don't have any skin in the game here. The, the Buccaneers are just another team for me. But if you do care about this particular team, that night, Monday night football, is a textbook example. Example A on why we're at the point we're at right now. What Winston could be has always been better than what he has done on a regular basis. Tampa has watched Jameis Winston play 43 games in his NFL career. You know how many times he's had back-to-back quarterback ratings over 100? You want to take a guess here? Uh, It's happened a handful of times in these three seasons. Uh, It's one good game and then back the other way. Consistently inconsistent is the term. Now, typically... Winston will follow a dominant performance like he had Monday night, and then he'll be like that woman at the Atlanta Hawks game and vomit all over the field uh, in the in the Bucks next game. It's that erratic nature that is in in many ways handcuffing the Buccaneers. Now, to be fair, there are other issues, right? There are other issues in Tampa. It's not just the quarterback. Dirk Cutter is on thin ice. And someone else, probably John Gruden, will be brought in as the Mother Teresa and the savior of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going forward. And he'll be the, the new coach, and they'll be brought in. And uh, I saw Gruden there wearing his Bucks gear. They put him in the ring of honor. It's quite the, quite the neutral broadcaster calling the Buccaneers game. It was tremendous. Uh, and, and the Buccaneers are stuck in this, this blender of mediocrity is where they are. And in addition to that, now Tampa Bay, they've got this bizarre holding pattern. Like you're waiting for a runway to land on, and you're circling the airport, and you're like, I need to land the plane, but there's no runways, there's no spots available at the terminal. So you keep circling around, waiting uh, waiting for that to open up. In the case of the Buccaneers, they're waiting for the light bulb to go on for Jameis Winston. Now, if you're an optimist, and I'm not. But if you are an optimist, you'll point out the fact that he's got youth on his side. And he's 23 years old. He's already been in the NFL for three seasons. Now, if you're a pessimist, you're going to ask how much he's actually going to change. You know, How are you going to have this massive recreation and transformation when you've already been doing this over and over again with a career passer rating of 86? Uh, that's not going to get it done. How many seasons... Do you flush away before you say consistency does matter and he doesn't give us that? He's unpredictable, and unpredictable quarterbacks don't win playoff games. They don't. Now, the last observation, my my advice to the Buccaneers, uh, I would say one more year of the probationary period, but you put Winston on notice. You're going to bring in a new coaching staff. Uh, there'll be some new faces in the Tampa Bay facility. If that doesn't work, then... Change is a coming. Right? Famous Jameis, he's been the boomer bust player. A lot of bust. This was a boom performance on the Monday night game. But if you provide the same choppy play going forward next into 2018, 
then you got to look at an exit strategy. You're wasting time here waiting for this magical epiphany to happen here and this transformation to take place. This is an incomplete player, and he has been nothing more than a tease for Tampa Bay. There's there's no shortage of teams that would acquire Winston and think that just by changing laundry that he would be consistently good in another outpost in the boondocks of the NFL. But uh, right now, Jameis Winston looks like a poor man's Jay Cutler. Do you want to lock yourself up with the poor man's Jay Cutler? I would not want to lock myself up in that situation. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia is right right over there. Hanging out. And uh, looking at the other side of the ball at at the quarterback position for Atlanta, hard to believe that guy was MVP last year. Matt Ryan. I mean... Yeah, he's uh, having a very mediocre season this year. Did you see what the highlight of Matt Ryan's night was, though? You, you didn't watch the Monday night game, did you? I did not see much of it. No. Yeah, they. Uh, it was one of those moments where the they cranked the crowd mic up, and uh, Ryan was looking over at the receivers, and they didn't know where they were supposed to line up, and so Matt Ryan there with the the audio turned all the way up for the home listener or viewer. Uh, Ryan starts screaming at his receivers, get effing set! And uh, it was just marvelous. It was clear. Nothing better than a great F word on television. There's nothing wrong with that. you got to communicate to your guys. Say it right now, then. There's nothing wrong with that. Go ahead. Well, I'm not under a stressful situation. You know, the play clock is running down. You're on radio. I'm relaxed. Feeling fine. Weed man hippies hanging on everything you say right now. when he's on, it's a little stressful. But uh, he's not coming back on again this show. He's not? You sure about that? Yeah. I I certainly hope not. I I mean, he's not. He's hanging out there. I think we had enough weed man in the first hour of the show for, yeah, for everybody's. Uh, but weed man, he's he's all night weed man. You know? Oh, I'm sure yeah. he's listening now. Is he on hold? Is that what you're saying? He's- well, for some reason he's still on hold. I don't know. I think Coop wants me to put him on again. I think Coop's like put what? Him on. The- yeah, you didn't you didn't hang up on him. I did. I hung up on him. He's right there. I I got rid of the call. The call still. You can you hang can up put on him, him on hold though. You hang up on him then. You be the guy. Hang okay. up on him. All right, there he's gone. See. You didn't hang up on him. You fake. You fuck. You. You. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't say uh, that. I didn't. That was not a curse word. Oh, oh. I came close, but I didn't I say that. that. All right. You see, you guys are so paranoid Whoa. here. You are so paranoid. That's not a curse word that <laughs> like, I said. There. Weed man gets you all riled up. Apparently, yeah. oh, it's very emotional with me I, and weed man. I, I heard it, Ben. That... You no, know, that was not. You heard. You're hearing things. You're reacting to what Eddie did. All right. You guys, come on. We all reacted yeah. at the same time. I you even had the. On it, Ben. Yeah, but that wasn't. That was a different word here. That was a what, different. What word was it? It was puck. That's what I said. <laughs> you guys heard? How, how did puck you, come in the middle of that conversation? I just, I'm a hockey guy. My core, man. Oh, That's boy. how I roll. That's I'm Mr. Right. Hockey. Yeah. Hockey, weak, weak hockey, cover. hockey. That was a weak cover. No, oh, please, ridiculous. You guys overreacting over there. All right, so the Ben Maller Show. If you would like to be part of the radio program, uh, here is the number. Eight, seven, I dared you, you say it. You didn't say it. 877 uh, I didn't say it, but I'm a man. So if you want to uh, pretend I said it, that's fine. 877 on Fox. Everybody can tell you got dumped right now. I didn't get – nobody dumped anything. Listen, uh, you guys are all jokesters. You're Yo, all being very funny. Why you sound like this? Coop, Coop will that be on the podcast? Yes, because I didn't say anything bad. Of course it will be on the podcast. There's nothing bad Coop. there. Mark the podcast, Coop. We have to bleep. There's no bleep. Oh, no, I'm leaving pod- that in there. Yeah, leave it in there. There's nothing wrong with that. 
They were so paranoid in this building. Oh, my God. You guys all curse like sailors, and you're upset with that? Come on. All right. Uh, time now. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take some phone calls. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller if you would like to be a part. Now, what is the definition of a leading question? I believe I have a classic example of a leading question in the world of the NFL, and I will present my evidence on that, and you can decide. We will get to it. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. And your dad? He's a liar. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. I would like the seeds in the NFC playoffs to stay the same. Can we just start the playoffs right now? I'd like the seeding to stay the same here. Because if it stays the way it is right now, on wild card weekend, the Atlanta Falcons will visit the Pit of Vipers that is the L.A. Memorial Coliseum to take on the Rams, who will ram it all day and ram it all night on wild card weekend. The Rams are going to win a playoff game at home if against the Falcons. That's a great matchup uh, for the L.A. Rams if they get the Falcons on wild card weekend. And uh, judging by Philadelphia, they would they would play Philadelphia, right? That would be the I believe that would be the matchup in the in the divisional round of the playoffs, right? Because the winner is it the winner of the third? Yeah, the winner of the third six matchup would play the number one seed. Uh, Philadelphia would be on the bye. Oh, God. be awesome. To get Nick Foles in a playoff game. Man, that would be – and that Eagle defense, the way the Eagles oh, – I'm thinking NFC Championship game. I'm thinking N- Rams in the NFC Championship game. That's where I'm looking. That's what I'm looking at right now. Let's go to Chris in Houston, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Chris. This stuff is not a troll at all. What I'm not, I I push back You're on that. I push back. What? How am I a troll? I think you got a, you got a, a mini grudge against Houston because the Astros took your little title away. No, no, you, you no. You know no, what? No, You're the lovable loser on the radio. That's what you are. Your teams are losing. Well, I'm very I'm, I'm lovable. I agree with you on that. And, and very lovable. I'm sorry. You know what you see? Your gas bag on the radio talking your mess about the Lakers, even though you know Kobe was a schmuck. He was. Okay, so why why fight that? I I merely pointed I'm not that. Fighting, you know, okay, then I always well, said it. All right, I pointed that out. So what's the big deal? Nah, but no, you kept me on hold because you don't want to hear about these fourteen wins and your <laughs> no. despicable Clippers despicable getting beat Clippers. up by oh, the listen. Spurs. It's just oh, it's just on, gonna man. make the when the Clippers flip the switch and Blake Griffin comes back, it's just gonna be marvelous when they start winning these games. <laughs> It'll it'll make hey, for a better story. It's they're just piling only, up lo- only, they're piling up losses right now, but the end game is going to be great. Only switch going to be flipped there is a draft pick. That's about it. A, no, I think they. I think Doc has traded all their draft picks for the next ten years, so I don't think they have any draft picks. You know, I mean, I I know you're mad. You know, this is what you. No, I'm not mad. I am not mad. I am not mad at all. I, my Boston Celtics won an amazing game 
against the Indiana oh. Pacers. Uh, Rozier with the great steal Clipper there at Darryl. the end. And uh, Daryl is not going to like that, man. No, Clipper no, he Darryl understands. Gonna, uh, uh, you, uh, my Eastern Conference team, the Boston Celtics, the top team in the East, they're dominating right now. Uh, and now, uh, no, no end in sight, by the way. No end in now, sight. Now, okay, I, I'm going to stay off of you for a minute now. These Lakers fans, I'm going to tell you, I agree with you. Kobe was a schmuck. He wanted to get out of Lakerland. He begged to get out of Lakerland. They actually could have had KG, but he was so much of a of a of a little punk that he didn't even want to answer the man's phone call that year. But they don't want to talk about that. That's just like totally disappeared. Like they don't want to talk about that. Kobe wanted to leave LA. He didn't love LA. Yeah, listen, Kobe, there were several points Kobe was going to leave. He was going to go to the Clippers. He was going to stay in LA. He was going to almost signed. Uh, with the Clippers no, at one was, point, no, he he actually was going. Yeah, come on, now, he, no, he, he actually was going to go to the Clippers at one point, but that's he wasn't going uh, no, to he the actually was. Uh, imagine with the this only night person who can go to the Clippers is Michael Ola with Candy. That's about it. <laughs> there you go, the Candy Man. Great <laughs> reference by Michael Ola Candy, who's living quite the life there as the uh, the party animal. Last I heard, he's still he's still rich. I mean, he's still getting paid by the Clippers. I mean, what do you say? Uh, I don't think he's still getting paid by the Clippers. He's uh, he's lived quite the life. I think he was in my last I heard, he was living in the Miami area. But who knows? I'm sure he's doing fine, whatever he's doing. All right, are you done? Thank you. You've annoyed me enough. Go away. Uh, There he goes. Chris, where he goes, only he knows. Let's go to Jeremy in the Valley of the Sun, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, how are you doing? Jeremy, if I was any better, I'd be a buck, but not a Tampa Bay buck because they lost the Monday night game because their kicker missed the field goal at the end. I know. I'm really upset about that. And I was thinking about, I think they need a defensive end player, and I think the defensive end player is Yolanda Somanova. Do you know who Yolanda Somanova is? Of course. Uh, Eddie Garcia is a big fan of his. Okay, all right. Look up Somanova. S-E-M-O-N-J-O-B-A. Yeah, I'm going to do that right after I do this. I'm gonna, wait, wanna... wait. Spell it one more time? Oh, he. I don't know. The line dropped. I don't oh, know what happened. Oh, man. What happened? I hate when that happens. They gotta grab our shovels and keep digging. That's all we can do. Call engineering, Coop. There's a glitch in the phones. And it just this line just fell apart. I don't know what happened there. All right, so the Ben Mather Show on Fox will pay off. What is a leading question? If you need a story, how do you ask the proper leading question to get the quote that you want to get? Uh, it's a, a great technique. Every everyone in journalism knows this technique. We'll get to that. And also Mallard of the third degree. But right now, Eddie Garcia is here with the latest. Eddie? Well, Ben, we start with Monday Night Football, where the Falcons beat the Buccaneers in Tampa 24-21 in an NFC South clash. Atlanta's now 9-5 and on the year. They were led by running back Devonta Freeman, who had almost 200 yards total offense this one, including a 32-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter to help Atlanta get that win. Now the Falcons remain in that final playoff spot in the NFC. They're a game up on the Lions, Seahawks, and Cowboys. And also with that win, the Packers were eliminated from the playoffs. NBA games of note, Rockets make it 14 wins in a row with a 120-99 win over the Jazz. Houston's now a league-best 25-4 and on the year. Warriors have won nine straight. They get by the Lakers in L.A., 116-114 in overtime. Kevin Durant had 36 points in the win. Timberwolves top the Trailblazers, 108-107. Jimmy Butler, 37 points for Minnesota. And Russell Westbrook went for 38 points, helping the Nuggets make that the Thunder get by the Nuggets, 95-94. This report is brought to you by True Car with True Car. You can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now, Ben, I'm going to give you a choice here. i got a couple of NFL right. stories. 
I love choices. Life's all about yep. choices. In fact, all we do is make a series of choices, and the end result, we find out how we did in life. Well, both of them are about bad NFL teams. Okay. We've got one about the Texans and one about the Cleveland Browns. Uh, yeah, give me the Browns. That's, Browns that's a good thought. choice. Yeah. Uh, well, a group of Cleveland fans, as you know, uh, are putting together plans for a parade. Yeah. Should the Browns complete their imperfect season of 0-16, and they are now getting backing... From a major company, yeah, uh, Excedrin, who uh, oh, who yeah? makes uh, what aspirin, right? Pain medication. Sure, sure yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. sure plenty of Cleveland fans have taken Excedrin over the years. Uh, they're making a sizable donation to the GoFundMe page of these Cleveland fans that are trying to put this now, parade together. I, I want our friend Mister Irrigation in Houston to make the Browns 0 and 16 rings. See, I think they need rings if they go 0-16. That's, uh, I think that's a, a good idea. Yeah. yeah. If you go and win the Super Bowl or you lose all your games, you should get a parade and bling-bling. I want pageantry. I want showmanship. I want all of that. And now, who will be in the parade, though? I mean, there, surely no Cleveland Browns that, will uh, that, participate that in this. fat guy in the dog pound with the 99 uh, yeah. jersey. Is he still alive? I don't know. So there's always somebody. In the, I don't watch many Browns games. Uh, did you see that photo from the, speaking of the Browns, there was a, a very sad photo. It was artistic, and it showed a guy in like a pink cat suit uh, sitting in the upper deck at the Browns game, and then they it was like a cartoon costume, and then they had this really big fat guy in front, and it was just all these long faces. These Have you seen that photo? It's a great photo. It's very artistic. Uh, uh, no, I have not. You should check that out. Try to find uh, a that, pink uh, cat suit. Uh, yeah, it was like uh, the kind of you'd see it like a mall or something like that. You know, like the, or, or on like the street where where around here uh, Hollywood Boulevard. You know where okay where they walk around try to get people to they they go hit to people a store up. or something. Well, no, no, they harass people to pay them money to take a picture with them. Oh, okay. You know those kind of yeah, things. yeah, 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 okay. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. All right, so the Ben Mather Show on Fox. Now I love a good leading question. I love a good leading question. Uh, for several years before I became a blowhard gas bag as a talk show host, I was a radio reporter, and I had to get sound bites. And the quickest way to get usable sound bites is to ask the leading question. Now, in the NFL, we saw that on Monday. The big story that broke on Sunday involving NFL business was Jerry Richardson. Uh, Jerry Richardson, the uh, owner soon-to-be former owner of the Carolina Panthers. There was a Sports Illustrated story that was dropped on the web, and uh, all these claims that Richardson had been paying out uh, settlements to uh, women, uh, had made derogatory comments, uh, harassing uh, movements and whatnot. So uh, because of this, uh, he's going to end up getting rid of the team. He's going to sell the team and make a good profit. So Ron Rivera... The Carolina Panthers coach was asked one of the great leading questions. Uh, that It's just absolutely marvelous. Ron Rivera was asked if he would like to see the Carolina Panthers stay in Charlotte. Now, what do you think Ron Rivera is going to say in that situation? No, no, I really don't like it here. I, I, you know what? I, 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 I kind of like, I don't know. You know what's a nice city? Reno, Nevada. Why don't we move the team to Reno? Or Portland, Oregon. Right, there's a great donut shop, and there's some cool Uber drivers in Portland, so why don't we move the franchise to Portland? Of course Ron Rivera's going to say that, and sure enough, he took the bait. Ron Rivera said, these headlines all over the internet, Coach Ron Rivera hopes the team will stay in Charlotte after the sale. Really? <laughs> 
What did you expect him to say? Imagine the headlines if Ron Rivera said, yeah, listen, I don't really care where the team is. I get paid to coach. It doesn't matter. You think Charlotte's a great city? What's great about Charlotte? You ever been to Charlotte? What's so good about it? It's, a ba- it's, a, it's, it's tobacco road. It's college basketball. It's NASCAR. They don't even give a bleep about NFL football here. They like college football better. Stay in Charlotte? What kind of question is that? But he didn't take the bait. Instead, he... He gave the uh, the answer. I used to do that kind of stuff, uh, the leading questions, because there were certain guys, you could, like, walk them into the answer. You could walk them into the answer, and it was just, it was just great. All right, we don't have time for that. Let's get to it right now. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, Koopa Loop has sandwiches on the mind, so he wants to, to get this done in an orderly fashion. Ben, shortly after the Jaguars dismantled the Texans to lock up their first playoff spot in 10 years, Jadavian Clowney spoke with the media. He was asked if he's seen any improvement in Blake Bortles, and Clowney just replied, he's trash. Bortles has had a passer rating over 100 the last three games, and has definitely been better this season than last. Uh, ben, you've ripped him on this show a lot. Yeah. But Bortles is still only 25 years old. Do you think we closed the book on him too soon? Yeah, not only have I closed the book, I have locked the book on Blake Bortles, and I've tossed away the key. Uh, not buying it. I don't believe what what's uh, everyone's trying to spread this this narrative that Bortles has figured things out. That I, I'm not there. A, I simply don't have any confidence that when it comes down to it in the postseason, Jacksonville can rely on Blake Bortles. That is a maddening situation. We just did a Maller monologue about Jameis Winston, and Winston's a, been a better quarterback than Blake Bortles, but. You have the same questions going forward. Bortles has stacked up good performances against the Colts, the Seahawks, and the Texans, and all of those games were in the swimming pool in Jacksonville. But remember, people have short short memory space. This is the same guy that had 160 yards passing against the Arizona Cardinals. He had 154 yards passing against the 0-14 Cleveland Browns. Those were the two games prior to December, those late November games. So don't tell me that Blake Bortles has now all of a sudden figured everything out. Uh, I'm not buying it. And B, Bortles, you know what he's at right now? He's at the poor man's Rex Grossman stage or a uh, Ryan Tannehill type, another unreliable figure at the quarterback position. But I trust Jacksonville's defense. I trust that they'll be able to run the ball in the postseason, but no. Everyone who games plans against the Jags is going to say the the book is let Blake Bortles make plays. If Blake Bortles makes a bunch of plays, you lose the game, but put the ball in his hands and make him complete a bunch of difficult passes. Next! After losing to the Saints on Sunday to fall to 5-9, and nine, there were a number of Jets players that went on record to say that they wanted to see Todd Bowles back next season. Now, to be fair, I think a lot of people expected the Jets' season to be even worse than it is, do you think Bulls will be back? Yeah, I believe he will. I think the odds on this, I'll set the odds at 65% that Todd Bowles is back in green uh, next year. Number one, the Jets have, you know, the, the over-under win total, which comes out before the year, the Jets' over-under win total was five. They are five and nine right now. So they have met expectations. What the wise guys in Vegas projected for the Jets, they've done it. Do I think the Jets are going to beat the Chargers? No. Do I think the Jets are going to beat the Patriots? No, uh, I don't. So it appears that Todd Bowles will do what he was supposed to do with this 2017 Jets team. And number two, considering the trials and tribulations 
that the Giants are going through, the Jets could look like the stable NFL franchise in the New York City metropolitan area if they keep Todd Bowles around. The, the Jets are going to have a top 10 pick. It'll be near the, the nine, 8, 9, or 10 range in the NFL draft, which means they will have a chance to draft a quarterback or a stud offensive lineman or a stud defensive lineman. Either way, though, Todd Bowles, it's not a lock he's back. I said it at 65%. He will be doing a tightrope walk when the season comes to an end, waiting that week to find out whether he's going to keep his job or not. Next! Now, the first two running backs drafted this season were Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey. Now, I think it'd be safe to say that both picks were a success. However, towards the beginning of the season, Fournette had a clear lead over McCaffrey, but now as we approach week 15, Fournette has missed some games and McCaffrey seems to have hit his stride. Ben, if you were redrafting today, would you do it differently? No, I wouldn't. I would. I think these these guys are where they were supposed to be in the NFL draft. I think they got it right. I mean, first of all, Leonard Fournette, he has been better overall. Uh, he's played three fewer games, one because he missed the team photo, allegedly. There was more to that story. But he also has two more touchdowns than McCaffrey, and Fournette has averaged 103 yards per game. McCaffrey's at 71 yards per game, and you look at the total yardage, that these guys have gotten. And secondly, McCaffrey, he's a good player. He's a good player. But he's essentially a glorified receiver, right? He's a, like a, an extra slot receiver the way he's played there. You, you the short passing game, which is valuable in the NFL, uh, but he's averaged 7.2 rushes a game. His pass targets are about the same. Leonard Fournette, when he's played, he's getting 21 rushing attempts a game. He's averaging a little over three targets in the passing game. So he has been more of an option, more of a workhorse in Jacksonville, and the results have been there, and the Jags are a playoff team. I know Carolina's a playoff team too, but uh, I give the edge to Fournette. There it is. Mallard of the third degree. Look at the time. How did we do? You get a C on this edition. I get a C. C. That's a passing grade. That's that's a passing grade. You don't even know. You don't even know the grade. No, no, no. That's a passing grade. Take that back. Take that back, Dan. I know you're. That's a win. That's a that is a win for me. A C as a C student. That is a win. Thank you very much. I know. That's right. Playing a little sound. That was Kobe actually walking out of Staples Center when the game was still going. Got a murder, got to go. Fail this edition. <laughs> All right, time, got a murder, got to go. Time now for the instant trivia. Since 2016, since the year 2016, Blank has held Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, and AJ Green to a combined nine catches and 94 yards when he has covered those receivers. Again, since 2016. Blank has held Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, and A.J. Green to a combined nine catches for less than 100 yards when he has defended those players. Fill in the blank. That's the Insta Trivia. That's a win for me. The answer next. The Ben Maller Show has been called the most unique show on sports radio, but we need your help with our guerrilla marketing campaign. Use your social media pages to show your support. For the Ben Maller Show, now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Time permitting, we will go all in. I got a great pick. I got a pick that's going to win some money here. You got to be a real degenerate. I've done, I, I have gone deep, deep into the bowels of degenerate land to come up with this pick, but we'll get to that coming up in a moment. Here's the instant trivia. 
since the year 2016. Oh, man, all the way last year. Almost, almost you can say two years ago, right? We're almost into 2018. But since 2016, blank has held Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, and A.J. Green to a combined nine catches for 94 yards when he has defended those players. That is the question. What is the answer? Let's see. Enzo's going with Darius Slay. Mr. Wonderful Yinkadare is his answer. Bill Bixby from Harry Pothead. Uh, Eek got it right. Good job by you. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy is going with my wife. Uh, I don't believe that's correct. Uh, Ronnie Lott thrown out by Rob in Minnesota. Julio uh, or Julius Caesar. I thought he said something. Julius Caesar from Ivinson. Uh, Darrell Revis from the New York Bozo. Daryl is going with Josh Norman. Jeremiah got it right. Who else do we have here? I'm looking here. Robbie the Mariner fan got it right. Rich is going with Elvis Toast Patterson, one of the great nicknames in NFL history. Eddie, what say you, Eddie? I believe it's Delpha O'Neill. Good name also. Uh, incorrect, though. The correct answer, Xavier Rhodes of the Minnesota Vikings, the former Florida State Seminole, has been Mr. Shutdown defensive back. Doesn't get the pub of the other big-mouth defensive backs over the years, but he has been really, really good over a, a decent stretch of time now for the Vikings. Let's go to uh, Michael. Speaking of the Vikings, Michael in Minnesota, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Michael. What's up? Ah, I don't know. The ratings, I hope. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's pretty funny. So I'm talking about the Vikings. I mean, we're 11-3, and three, right? But no one ever talks about us. So I was just wondering, do you think we have a chance this year? Do you think I should do nothing but Viking propaganda? Would you like that? Would the show be better if I did nothing but Viking propaganda? Like one day I can break down the secondary in the first hour. Yeah, yeah. The second hour I can talk about the transformation of the former Ram quarterback, Case Keenum. Uh, and then I can say, what do you do yeah. with, with Teddy Bridgewater? That could be hour number three. Uh, how good a coach is Mike Zimmer? I can give him a shoulder rub in hour number four. I mean, these are all things I could talk about, right? Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Do it. Can you turn your radio? I want to hear all, it. I'll, can you turn your radio all the way up? All the way up. All yeah, right, one second. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Let's see here. What? Yeah, no, no, don't, don't mind me. Just turn it all the way up there. I want to make sure I hear myself. I love to hear myself. You on want the radio. to hear yourself? Yeah, I, I. It's pretty cool when you're on the radio and you can hear yourself, man. Yeah, I'm in the car. I was just at Perkins. It was really good. Really? What was good about Perkins? What did you enjoy about your experience at Perkins? They gave me a free piece of pie because that's... it was really bad. Well, no, you said it was good, but then, so the food was bad. It was small. It was small. All right. And what kind of pie was it? Uh, uh, some brownie pie. I haven't eaten it yet. You haven't eaten it. What, what are the chances the pie is also bad? If the food was bad, what are the chances that this, this well, is bad? Well, it wasn't bad. It was just a small portion. Oh, Jesus. No. Uh, all right. <laughs> I love the fact that my man, Michael, was still, he was still trying to chat while the radio was turned all the way up. So. Uh, Pretty cool, actually. He did not just give up on that. The uh, seven minutes of delay that has been implemented since Janet Jackson showed her boobies at the Super Bowl uh, back in the day and everyone freaked out. Uh, just just wonderful. Uh, Jasmine, with a delayed reaction, got it right. Let's see here. I uh, can't uh, read the can't read some of these I cannot read on the air. You know what I can do though? I can give out a degenerate gambling pick, and I think I need to do that right now. Yeah! It's Ben Maller, and he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. 
I'm going to go all in. All right, let's do it. It's time to win some money. And I will go first here. And I am going to go pick a college basketball game. I don't like the NBA card. What? Yeah. Southern Utah is playing Iowa. Oh, the Thunderbirds. Yes, the Thunderbirds, Eddie. Not only are they a basketball team, they're 8-0 and against the Wise Guys. Who? They are getting 18-and-a-half against the Hawkeyes. Give me those Thunderbirds plus the 18-and-a-half to spoil the party and cover the spread. Eddie. Uh, let's go to the uh, NHL, and we've got the Golden Knights hosting oh, the Lightning. Canada. I'm going to go with the over. That was uh, six is the number oh, of goals. I said oh, Canada, but those are two U.S. teams. So that's that's right. by me. That is All right, uh, Danny G. Big Ben. Hurry up. LeBron at Giannis. Over-unders 216.5. That's going to be an easy over. Take the over, he says. You're out, Coop. To buy or not to buy? That's the question. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. It is a fair question. Who's got next? Uh, Very rarely do NFL teams go on the market the Carolina Panthers, they are not quite yet on the market, but soon enough, they are available. Jerry Richardson, who was given a, a bubble bath by Jerry Jones on Monday. Jerry Richardson's about to be out as the Carolina Panthers owner. He's already been removed from the day-to-day operation, like there's much decisions to be made at this point. But Richardson owns 48% of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and he was part of a group that paid uh, a little over $200 million way back in the early 90s to buy the Panthers. They started playing in the NFL in 1995. And so, so now the team is for sale. And the question is, how much are the Carolina Panthers actually going to get on the open market? Uh, knowing that there's baggage uh, amongst NFL teams. And the comparables, much like with real estate, when you're you're selling a house or you're buying a house, you look at the other houses in the neighborhood to see how much those houses are selling for, and then you know how roughly how much either to pay for the house or how much the house you're selling is worth, right? It's a simple process. It's not that complicated. And the last NFL team that went on the market, the Buffalo Bills, a couple years back, that was then uh, when when just regular businessman Donald Trump at that point, wanted to buy the Buffalo Bills, but he was blockaded. And uh, Kim Pagula got the Bills, and they ended up paying the the, the price tag was like one point four billion dollars was the, uh, the the amount of money that it's believed the Bills sold for back then. All right, so that we move the story forward now. Here we're at Carolina. How much is Carolina worth? Well, based on the estimate from the people at Forbes. The Carolina Panthers have a value on the market of $2.3 billion. Uh, That's with the information that they have. Now, that's not everything. Uh, They don't have access to all the the information the bean counters have access to. Uh, But there's several people that are convinced that there'll be a bidding war here and that the Carolina Panthers are going to go for over $2.5 million, up to $3 billion dollars that this team is going to be sold for uh, when they hit the market 
after the NFL playoffs. Now, one of the names that has been mentioned, I'm not going to go Diddy because he's not going to buy the team, but one of the names that have been mentioned is an NBA owner, a, a guy that's very opinionated, very opinionated, a guy that used to answer my emails back in the day, but not anymore. He's a big star now. Mark Cuban, right, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, who has been very outspoken on NFL business for many, many years and has highlighted the doomsday prophecy of the NFL. In fact, every time the ratings come out and they're not great for the NFL, people refer back to the Armageddon speech that Mark Cuban laid out. And so now there's a team available, and Mark Cuban was asked very simply by the media in Dallas, are you going to bid on the Carolina Panthers or, for that matter, any of the other NFL teams which could become available in the near future. And Mark Cuban said he is not, not interested in buying the Panthers. Now, do you believe Mark Cuban? Do you believe? Uh, here's my position on this. I believe that Mark Cuban would love to own an NFL team, right? I, he would love to own an NFL team, but he realizes the situation. So uh, if you ask the question, uh, Mark Cuban saying he's not interested in buying the Panthers is blank. The fill-in-the-blank portion of this exercise is predictable. Right? It's not a question of whether he wants to own an NFL team. It, the question is, will he actually be allowed to own that NFL team? So some, some thoughts on this, some random thoughts. You've got unimaginable, you've got agony, and innovator. And let me put all those in a line. I'll line them up here for you. Now, first of all, you've got unimaginable. It is highly unlikely that even if Mark Cuban decided, I can come up with the money because I'm worth $3.3 billion, that I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it up. It, it, the, the chances are dubious that Mark Cuban would make his way through the rigorous, rigorous checks and balances that the NFL supposedly has when they're trying to figure out who to sell these teams to. And the, the answer, obviously, is because of, I just referenced it, the Armageddon scenario which he was laying out. The likelihood is that one of these old dudes that works for the NFL on Park Avenue uh, will eventually come across those stories and say, what the F? Right, what the F? And even if Mark Cuban was able to weasel his way out of that and say, "Well, you know, it was all a misunderstanding," and I, you know, I was just—I'm an NBA owner, you know, give me the thumbs up, you know, not the thumbs down, give me the thumbs up. It's not likely under these circumstances that he would be able to get out of that. Now, number two, imagine that that vetting process. You talk about agony. You talk about discomfort. <laughs> Which, which, which would be just great because again, the NFL owners it takes them a little time. It takes them a little time, but eventually, eventually, the chances are they would find out that Cuban's been ripping them. I know Jerry Jones knows about it, but some of these other guys, and uh, so they would they would go over everything Mark Cuban's done, and and he is seen as a a real maverick, not just a Dallas maverick, a real maverick, and those kind of guys generally are not embraced. They're not accepted in the rich boy fraternity of NFL owners. They don't normally accommodate those type of guys to be owners in the NFL. Now, the last thing here, you've got innovator. And as many things that have been said by Mark Cuban about the NFL, and he's made himself very clear here. He's explained why he thinks the NFL 
is in trouble and why this is not going well. And uh, He's gone on and on here with diagrams and all kinds of stuff about the NFL and the problems they have. Cuban positions himself as a bit of an innovator, right? He's a gas bag and a blowhard and all that. But if he is an innovator, that would mean he should have the answers on how to fix the problems in the NFL rather than just sit there and, and take pot shots. Like, like me, look at me. When I, when I take my, uh, my cheap shots, I always give an answer. I, I don't just unload, I give an answer. I'm an answer guy. And Mark Cuban should be like that as well. Be a trendsetter, right? Get, make an offer. Because I think he really does like the NFL. And he wants to own an NFL team. So be the guy that positions yourself and says, I, get me a team. I know these are uh, licensed to print money. Uh, and I know how to change the ways of the NFL. You got some deadbeats in the, in the NFL uh, overall, the business model. You got to get rid of the vermin. You got to get rid of the vermin, and, and then we'll clean it up, and we'll freshen up the NFL. Now, the the last thing here, the bad blood, the ill feelings, if you will, and the bitterness are very real. So while I think it would be wonderful for my business as a blowhard on the radio if Mark Cuban got the Dallas uh, Mavericks, he owned the Mavericks, and, and also bought an NFL team here, the Carolina Panthers, uh, there is a better chance of the NFL owners signing off on Harvey Weinstein to buy the Carolina Panthers than there is of Mark Cuban at this point. It's just not going to happen. That is a dead-end street, as they say. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and we'll do it live. And uh, we're coming to you live from the, the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And right now we say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia, it's right, uh, right over there. And the, are you the sandwich benefactor here, Eddie? Is this your uh, fine work here, Eddie? Merry Christmas, ben. thank you, Eddie. Uh, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa. Well, what, are you, uh, what are your thoughts on giving food for a Christmas present? I like food. I like food. Uh, I think it's a great idea. Thanks, yeah, Eddie. Coop's all about it. No, it's well, I, I figured I'd cut out the middleman. I was yeah. going to get you guys Fat Sal's gift cards. Yeah. But I thought, well, why not just get him the food? <laughs> just have us eat the food. Yeah, yeah, the yeah food. very kind of that you. That was genius. I, thank you, Eddie. Well, thank, you're welcome. And I've had to watch Coop eat, and uh, these guys. He's, I'm sure he's done already. Was he's heavily probably... invested in that Malin monologue, but I could smell the aroma of the delicious sandwich shop, Fat Sal's. His mouth was full, but he told me it's the best monologue you've ever done. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it wasn't about Kobe Bryant and the Lakers? It wasn't, uh, it wasn't no, about that? No, because it gave him time to eat no, a sandwich. Give him plenty of time there? Yeah, I understand. All right. That uh, monologue was too short. Was, do you want me to go longer? I can go long. I have more to say about Mark Cuban if you want. I can break down the Mavericks depth chart, the future of Maverick basketball. I could do all that. Uh, yeah. No? Is he still on that TV show? Is he still doing that show? Yes, Shark that show's Tank? great. Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah is he still yeah, on yeah. that show? As far as I know. I don't watch the show, but yeah. Coop, Coop, does. Coop knows yeah. about TV, so yeah. I watch it religiously. Is well, he, no, is no, he no, a no. TV star? Would you call him a TV star? Yeah. Yeah, I would absolutely He's say He's a TV so. star, really. Yeah, Shark Tank is a very popular show. What, what kind of ratings do they get? I mean, I, I don't know it yeah. right off the top of my head, but they're really good ratings. Yeah, has he uh, been an original? Yes. member of that show. That was his idea, right? It wasn't or wasn't his idea? Was that was that show on in? Was that one of those shows that was on in Europe and then they brought it here? I, th- I think so. so. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it wasn't his idea. I guess he's but not he was much one of the innovator. guys. He's one of the guys that really made the show popular here in the states, though. 
Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Like if you drop, Mark Cuban's one of those guys that's been talked about with The Rock as a presidential candidate in the next election cycle. Is that is that something that's realistic? I, Mark Cuban's got a big enough ego. I could totally see him being like, "I'm better than Donald Trump." If Donald Trump could become the president, I'm Mark Cuban. I'd be a better president than him, and everyone would love me, and I can win a popularity contest, and I'm going to prove that the Shark Tank is a bigger deal uh, than you know than, than the uh, Apprentice. The, the Apprentice. Yeah. There we go. I forgot. I already forgot the name of the damn show. Uh, I could totally see that. Wouldn't that be great uh, if we get The Rock versus Mark Cuban in a uh, election, and then Trump will run also, and just have nothing but reality stars in the political theater? Uh, that would be just marvelous. So last night, Eddie, we on the All In last night's game, I picked the Boston Celtics by two and a half over Indiana. Oops. This now, Eddie, listen to me. The Celtics had a seventeen point lead at the end of the first quarter. They had a 10-point no, lead. They had a 10-point lead in the middle of the fourth quarter. And then I realized I was watching the game because I'm a Boston sports guy. And so I'm watching the game and I noticed that the Pacers were starting to work their way back in the game. And then I and then I looked back and I thought, "Wait a minute, Coop also picked he also picked the Celtics. The Coop curse oh, was in right. effect, right? The Cooper blooper. He picked the Celtics and sure enough, the the Celtics gave away the game. Uh, they were down. The, at one point, the Pacers had a – you know how they give that percentage chance you have of winning a game? The Pacers had a 99.8% chance of beating the Celtics. All they had to do, all they had to do was pass the basketball. That's all they had. If you complete a pass, you're going to – that and guard the three-point shot. Don't! And uh, they they didn't do that. They didn't complete the pass. They didn't defend the three-point shot. Uh, and the, the Rozier stole the ball. Yeah, the Celtics are going to win the game. The Celtics win the game. Yeah, so the Celtics won. But they didn't cover the spread, so that's a loss as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I don't consider that a win for the Celtics. That's a loss. So that's a uh, demerit for them. Bad job by them. Uh, if you want to be part, the number 877-99 on Fox, 877 877- Nine nine six six three six nine. I know you guys have more to say, but I'm on time, Maller, and I've been looking at this sandwich for the past twenty ah. minutes. And uh, if I wait any longer, uh, you know what's the point? What's I the like point? my meat season. It's a nice holiday gift from Eddie, and I don't want to. It would be rude of me, Eddie, if I sat any longer and just talked to you I without understand. taking a bite of the delicious holiday gift. I now, get it. Now, for me, I hope you guys are all going to be here on Wednesday. Because that's I've got a lot of uh, comp time, as they say, because all these holidays I work. So Wednesday will be the final night for me before the end of the year. So I uh, that's going to be uh, Ben's uh, Ben's Christmas, Ben's Christmas night. So we'll do a lot of fun stuff that night. So. We will all be here. Yes. We look forward to that. All right, it's uh, it's going to be a festivus, is what it's going to be. How exciting is that? Uh, up against the hard one here. Yes, we are. Uh, well, the sandwich is actually delicious, and it's not hard at all, which is the way you want a sandwich. You do not want to eat into a sandwich, bite into a sandwich. That y- You get the point. All right, uh, again, we'll take your calls. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That is at Ben Maller, and it is the people's elbow. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the fine music and most of the funny sound bites in the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name is still a mystery to most, but you can follow him at Danny G Radio. The head is good. 
but the hump is thick. (laughs) (laughs) And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll have Maller's Mountain of Money coming up in a couple minutes, and the People's Elbow as well. Right now, let's say hello. Let's see, where shall we go? Angry Bill is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Angry Bill. What about a nine-year-old girl? How you doing, Ben? Are you better than last night? Last night you seemed a little testy. That's fine. That's okay. It was great last night. Wonderful but, show. Uh, you seemed a little testy last night. Uh, but, you know, if I had to go to the ballet, I'd be a little testy, too. But uh, what, I, what I want to really talk about is watching the, the end of the Pittsburgh uh, Patriot game. I saw Belichick running off the field, and he didn't look real happy. He just, you know, he's always his grumpy little self. But what I figured out, he's good, and Brady's good. But it boils down to what's happened with him. The coaches he's coaching against just choke at the end of the games. They're horrible. The guy in the the guy in the uh, Seattle, the other game the other night against Pittsburgh. These guys are so stupid at the end of the game. It's un, it's just yeah. they're morons. Well, is it is it they're stupid or you boy your phone sucks by the way? Is it they're stupid or that Bill Belichick's just better than that, than every other coach in the NFL and that he has his team positioned? where these other coaches don't, for those end-of-game situations. Rather than rip the other guy, Belichick's done a remarkable job for 20 years in New England. Yes, I, I, I agree. He's a great coach. There's no doubt about it. But how consistently can these other coaches choke at the end of games, throwing balls in the middle of the pack, tip balls, interceptions against them? I mean, it's just it's unbelievable how stupid these coaches are. Well, it, it was actually the Ben Roethlisberger that threw that pass. Uh, all right, your phone's – I, I got to end this. Your phone sucks. I, th- thank you. Uh, deep into the night guy. Let's find out what this is all about. Deep into the night guy in Who? Cincinnati is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello. This is the deep into the night guy. I'm actually from Minneapolis, you know, up north, the land of the snow, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, first, I got to say, first of all, the guy wants to talk about Minnesota Vikings for three hours. I don't even want to talk about Minnesota Vikings for three hours. And this is their best season in years. That's the thing, because we are beyond this. We are on a new level. You know, people talk about the NFL like Mark Cuban, but now he even won't even get onto it. The wave is changing, and the NBA is coronation takeover. Hold, 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 hold on a second, hold on a second. Is this the bad phone segment? Are we in the segment where it's only people with bad phones? Does anyone have a worse phone than Angry Bill and Deep Into the Night Guy? Can I get anyone to call in right now that's got a phone that sucks more than these two guys? No? No. You know how we do it. Sometimes you have to have a good phone. Sometimes it's just struggle out here, man. Yeah, but I got you, man. pursue greatness. I understand. You are pursuing greatness with this phone call. You're very into this, and I like your energy. I like you. You're bringing, as Weed Man Hippie would say, you have a good aura uh, about you. Appreciate it, man. See, we've been through so much in life. See, I remember listening to you on them days before you even got married. This is the first time I called in. Oh, yes, back when I was a swinging bachelor. And uh, let me tell you something. The women in uh, in the world, they uh, they miss those days because uh, <laughs> what, a, uh, what a big stud I was. Boy, a lot of broken hearts when I got married. Man, oh, man. But even through it all, you saw your blessings, and it came true. There you Just go. Just like Lonzo Ball's blessings will come true. <laughs> Is that right? Well, they might come true, but they might come true in, like, Lithuania or Belgium or somewhere somewhere like that. Hey, yeah. We'll see. He got 14 points tonight. There you go. And he was blocked at the end of the game. That uh, Anyway, I right, thank you. Uh, this is, uh, deep into the night, guy. 
a, a cast of characters never, uh, never ends. Well, Angry Bill, if you could make out every other word in his phone call, he, he mentioned Bill Belichick. Now, did you see the story from Belichick's, one of his, his surrogates in the media, uh, Michael Lombardi, uh, who is doing some media stuff, and um, I find him generally boring. Uh, but he, he is a direct link to Bill Belichick. Uh, he's one of the guys in the media that Belichick likes because he's worked in the NFL uh, for a number of years in the front office and whatnot, and uh, he, he's been around the football biz for a long time. And so Lombardi claims that Bill Belichick implemented a rule for all Patriot players in the following of the the Derek Carr fumble out of the end zone, and I, I have a feeling this goes back further than this if this is a legitimate story from Lombardi, uh, but he claimed, Lombardi, that the Patriot players are all forbidden, they are banned from extending towards the goal line. You know that when you're diving for the end zone, you just try to get the ball across the pylon. Lombardi claims that Belichick implemented a rule that none of his players, when they're going to the goal line, are allowed to extend the football. And Belichick claims that if anyone does this, they will be benched. Now, I don't believe that to be true, and I'll tell you why. If Tom Brady is running for the goal line and he decides, you know what, I'm going to extend the ball to the pylon, are they then going to put Brian Hoyer in? The Patriots on the next offensive series? Come on. Of course not. You know the answer to that. All right. I need game show contestants is what I need because we are going to have Maller's Mountain of Money. It's a radio game show. There's a golden ticket on the line. So if you would like to play, it's team competition, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can be part of the radio show and all all the fun. We'll get to the people's elbow in a moment and have, we hope to have the game here, We're lining up our contestants right now. But Eddie Garcia is in the catbird seat to give you the latest on Fox. Eddie? Oh, I love the catbird seat. Yeah. Uh, let's start with... tribute to Brooklyn Dodger broadcaster Red, Red Barber. Barber. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's start with Monday Night Football in Tampa where the Falcons get by the Buccaneers 24-21. Atlanta now 9-5 and with that win. They were led by running back Devontae Freeman who had almost 200 yards total offense including a big 32-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter. Atlanta remains in that final playoff spot in the NFC. They have a game lead on the Lions, Seahawks, and Cowboys. That Falcons win did eliminate the Packers from the playoffs. In the NBA, Rockets make it 14 wins in a row with a 120-99 win over the Jazz. Houston's now league best 25-4 and on the year. Overtime for the Warriors to get by the Lakers in L.A. 116-114. It was Kevin Durant with 36 points for Golden State, who's now won nine games in a row. Celtics edge the Pacers 112-111. It was the Spurs over the Clippers 109-91. This report is brought to you by True Car with True Car. You can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now, Ben, people that listen to the show regularly will will get this reference, but uh, I'm sure this story will be music to the ears of a certain caller who's banned himself from the show for, I don't know, about five and a half uh, uh, months yeah, now. Yeah, like the summertime. Yeah. In 20, 2018. Nashville yeah. Danny had uh, proclaimed that Mike Leach would be the yeah. head coach at Tennessee. He said by Saturday, yeah. about four Saturdays ago. 
Yeah. Well, Washington State uh, has signed Mike Leach to a contract extension through the 2022 season. He'll make roughly around four million dollars per year. He also has some bonuses if he's still coaching so he's the team overseas. He staying, is staying yeah, in beautiful, right. lovely Pullman, Washington. God's country is what that is. Yes. You gotta take seven. Palouse. You gotta take seven planes to get there, but it's a wonderful place. Once you get there, you gotta take a donkey to get in there. But once you do, boy, is it marvelous! It's just—it's the sky. The air is fresh. The sky is wonderful. The clouds and the trees—it's just a little slice of heaven. I've heard good things. Yeah, it's uh, just getting there that's the problem. That's the. Uh, that's the issue. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. On Fox, we're going to have Maller's Mountain of Money here in a moment. The people's elbow, though. Uh, let's go back to that Chiefs-Chargers game. And am I encouraging this kind of activity that I'm about to talk about? I guess I am, but I love it. I can't watch enough of these videos. So it's pregame festivities, Arrowhead Stadium, the Chiefs getting ready, tailgating their fan base, getting ready for a matchup with the Chargers, and uh, they decided, hey, those guys in Buffalo, those guys in Orchard Park, New York, they have all the fun. Brother. And I want to be more like them. Uh, So some dude, this um, slightly uh, chubby dude, who might be a listener, who knows? He seems like the kind of guy that would listen to our show. Uh, He's standing in the back of a pickup truck. Uh, He is drinking a couple of brewskis. And there's a crowd of Chiefs fans around. I mean, it's a cool night in Kansas City. If you saw the game, you know that. Uh, so it's a cool night. And uh, the crowd's kind of egging him on. They're egging him on. He's standing in the back of a, a pickup truck. There is a table in front on fire. Now, what do you think the guy did there? He's holding each hand he's got a beer. There's a crowd of people around him wearing Chief gear, and they're just going crazy. They're egging him on. What do you think the guy does? That's right. Uh, this guy, well, first of all, he bangs the beer cans together. He pours the beer down his throat. And then, like an Olympic diver, jumps off the back of the pickup truck, wearing no shirt, onto the table covered in fire. Hey, toadstool. Yeah. Have you seen this, Eddie? Have you? Uh, uh, no, I have not. You have not. You've missed out on that. you got to check it out. Let me see if I can retweet it real quick while we're... We're on the air. It's just marvelous, uh, marvelous video. A real role model. <laughs> this guy. It's a real endorsement he, for booze. You know who he looks like to me? I want to retweet this year. Uh, I'm going to say undercover uh, Bills fan is what I'm going to say. But this guy looks like one of the character, uh, the actors in uh, the movie The Hangover. So I just retweeted it, Eddie. So check that video out there. To, to me, he looks. Yeah, he looks like the guy. Uh, from the movie. All right, let's get to the game here. What do you say? Now, <laughs> Mallers Mountain of Money. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. All right, here we go. It's Mallers Mountain of Money. This is the, oh boy, the Kobe Bryant edition. Oh, that's great. Uh, good radio. Does that mean that we're going to end the game early and we won't finish the game because we've got things to do? Is that All right. Uh, who's going to play the uh, Mallers Mountain of Money? Uh, let's see here. We have El Nino from the Valley of the Sun. Hello, El Nino. Hello, Big Ben. I'm starting to think this El Nino gimmick might be catching up to me. We had a big storm here in the Valley of the Sun. Tore some shingles off the roof. Got some water damage in the ceiling. I don't Uh-oh. know. It could be a sign. Uh-oh. You might have to change your 
Your name. What would your new name be? Would it be La Nina? Would you change it? Might it might be. Yeah. I'm blaming this on La Nina. La Nina's got a little bit of news coverage, lady. It's getting a little cocky. But never forget, when you need a winner, it's always El Nino. All right. So hold on, El Nino. And who else is going to play our game? Uh, we've got Anthony in uh, St. Paul. Hello, Anthony. Hello, Ben Maller. How's it going? Anthony, if I was any better, I would be a wolf, but not a timber wolf. What's going on with them? I mean, up and down. Haven't, uh, I thought they would be very good. They're not very good. They're okay, but they're not very good. That's all right. They'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Just keep repeating that mantra over and over and over again, and then eventually, eventually it might happen. All right. What do you do for a living, Anthony? Uh, I work in shipping and receiving overnight. Yeah? How's that going for you? It's all right. Yeah? It's all Can't right? Complain. Anything, anything dropped off overnight here while you've been listening? Yeah? Mm, no, I just nah. got done, so. Oh, good. All right. Very cool. All right. Well, hold on a sec. We've got Anthony in St. Paul, El Nino in the Valley of the Sun, and El Nino's job is just to call the show. Uh, that's all he does. He has no other work. He just calls the show. El Nino, who would you like to partner up with, El Nino? Well, Big Ben, since it's the Kobe Bryant edition, I got to go with uh, the best Kobe Bryant expert. I'm going with you, Big Ben. That's right, exactly. Uh, so I was there when he was a rookie, uh, me and Kobe, uh, side by side, before he was known as a douche. Uh, all right, hold on a sec. And uh, Anthony, who do you want to partner up with, Anthony? Uh, I think I'll go with Danny G. Danny G. All right, uh, Danny G. Uh, you have been picked by Anthony. And let's All play right, the Anthony. game here. Here we go. All, All right. right, gentlemen, this is the Kobe Bryant edition. It is fitting on this day of remembrance and uh, yes, we, recognition. We, let's all mourn the loss of Kobe Bryant. He lived a good life. Yeah, mourn the loss of him on the basketball court because we may never all see right. anything Very like sad. him again. Very sad in his right. passing. These are the categories. Is he going to El- be buried or cremated? I don't know. El Nino got on the line first. The categories are Mamba mentality, Fro Kobe, 8-24, to 24, or Philadelphia born and raised. Uh, let's go with Mamba Mentality. All right. Mamba Mentality. All right. And Anthony, uh, which category would you like? You've got Fro Kobe, 8 to 24, in Philadelphia, born and raised. Let's go Fro Kobe. All right. Fro Kobe. All Fear right. the Fro, he said. All right. All right. El Nino and Big Ben are up first. Mamba Mentality. Again, if you are not familiar, we need the first and last names. Yeah. These athletes have the same type of work ethic as Kobe Bryant. 45 seconds on the clock. Am I on this list? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ready? Go. All right. Uh, Quarterback for the Patriots right now. Tom Brady. Accurate. Accurate. Uh, Former Ravens linebacker. uh, Ray Lewis. Yeah. All right. Uh, Number 80 for the 49ers. Joe Montana's go-to. Very right. Accurate. A white guy for the Wolves. Now he plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Power forward. Kevin Love. Accurate. Uh, New York Giant defensive star. He blew his hand off at uh, 4th of July. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Correct. Uh, uh, the Red Sox legend, uh, the, the, he was uh, batted 400. Last player to bat 400 for the Red Sox from San Diego. Number 9 for the Red Sox. Uh, pass. All right, pass. Uh, tennis legend, Swiss tennis player, number 2. Roger Federer. Bam. Wow. All right. Number 9 for the Red Sox, 1960s. He was surly. He was a douche like Kobe. Uh, Luke Eric. No. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Lou Gehrig. <laughs> 260 <laughs> was, points for El Nino uh, and you, Ben. You didn't get... Uh, I Ted gotten, Williams. Yeah, Splendid Splinter. splinter. I could have done that. He wouldn't have gotten it. Would you have gotten it if I said Splendid Splinter? 
I don't think you nah. would have got. How about it? if yeah. his head was cut off and put in like a frozen? Yeah, I, yeah. I might have got that. Yeah. Didn't he shoot birds? At yeah, the yeah, too? yeah. He and the Red Sox owner they they would shoot pigeons at Fenway on days off. I did off. not know that. Yeah. <laughs> All I right. Might have got that. All right, uh, Danny G and Anthony are up next. The category is Fro Kobe. Let's go, Anthony. These athletes were all known to rock an afro. Racist. All right, go ahead. <laughs> 45 seconds on the... It's not racist. 45 seconds on the clock. Ready? Begin. Former Niner quarterback started the kneeling. Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Uh, uh, straight cash, homie. A Vikings greatest wide receiver of all time. Uh, Randy Moss. Yes. The answer for the 76ers. The answer. Allen Iverson. Yes. Uh, a star in the ABA and NBA for the 76ers. Dunk from the free throw line. Uh, Doctor. The doc, doc, uh, Julie Servant. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Okay, uh, a fro for the Pistons, defender, uh, defensive player of the year in the 90, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, Think of his big fro for the Pistons. Uh, what's his name? Pass. Uh, pass. 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 All right. All right uh, oh, man. Uh, outfielder for the A's. <laughs> Think of chocolate rice krispies. Oh, no, Coco no, Chris. No, no, too late, no, no. though. Oh, man. Uh, Man, Too late, and I don't yeah. know that we would allow that one. Yeah, that's a little tough. Uh, I did not get Ben Wallace, fear <laughs> yeah. the fro, Ben Wallace. Nice try, Anthony. That was kind of a hard Ben Wallace. Coco. I would have gotten it. Coco uh, Crisp? Yeah. What would you have said for Coco Crisp? Uh, puffs. Uh, yeah, it was the Puffs. Uh, Oat Puffs? An even yeah. 100 for Anthony and Danny. All right, 100. Uh, so you guys are in the hole. We'll have the final round of the Kobe Bryant edition. So El Nino, hold on a sec. And Anthony... Now, you holding on there as well in St. Paul. Look at that. On-time Maller, by the clock, for the clock, all about the clock, even with extended Maller's Mountain of Money game show coverage. Uh, we will have the big finish, and a golden ticket will be handed out on this Kobe Bryant edition of Maller's Mountain of Money. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. A night without the Ben Maller shows like a daytime listening to one of those cookie-cutter radio programs. We are different. Join our community on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. And we are in the middle of Maller's Mountain of Money, the Kobe Bryant edition. We've got El Nino and me, we're winning the game, and Anthony, who's in St. Paul, and he is trailing with Danny G Radio, and uh, what is the score here? And I believe Anthony's going first. Is that right, Koopaloo? That is uh, correct, yeah, and I believe uh, it is 260 to 100. Is that correct, Eddie? I have that as well. All right. Okay. Anthony, so you now choose. I'm winning. Go ahead. Either 8 to 24 or Philadelphia born and raised. Let's go 8 to 24. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. This category, these star athletes all changed their jersey numbers. 45 seconds on the clock. Ready? Begin. Okay, uh, oh, 8 to 24, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, boy. Hang on, hang on. The greatest of all time, number 24. Michael Jordan. Yes. Prime time for the Falcons and Cowboys and Niners. Um, Prime uh, time. Think of money. Uh, it's money song. The, Prime. Yes. Say it. I forgot. Uh, Dion, I forgot his oh, Same last God. name as Barry. Uh, oh, come on. I can't remember. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, pass. Um, former Yankee great. He's dating J-Lo right now. Uh, Alex Rodriguez. Yes. Sharpshooter. Uh, Cavs. He saved LeBron's butt in the finals. Three-point uh, master. Uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Um, uh, Ray Allen. Yes. The human highlight reel for the uh, Atlanta Hawks back in the 80s. Uh, oh, man. Dunk winner. Julia Servant. Oh. Uh, oh. 
Doctor J. No. How is this timer still going? Oh, oh it's Danny just... G's doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> give him extra time. I give him an extra three minutes. Uh, that's all right. Uh, no. Uh, okay. Oh, then, well, that's why I paused at the very beginning. I was trying to reset the timer. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, uh, guys, I, I got to do three things at once. Here. I understand. Uh, well, listen, well even, even with that, you, you got 80. Uh, well, let's just see what me and El Nino can do in the final round. We have a little extra time here. We're the Kobe uh, experts, Big Ben. Let's show That's them. right. Uh, you are absolutely correct on that. Let's uh, run the board here. All right. Uh, Philadelphia born and raised. These athletes all hail from Philly. All right. Uh, ready, 45 Danny? seconds. Go. All right. He went to Lower Marion High School. He's a douche. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Accurate. Uh, 20,000 women, 100 points in an NBA game. Uh, Wilson Still Chamberlain. That, that is accurate. Uh, he played for the Dodgers in the 90s and the Mets. Got to the World Series with the Mets. He's an Italian catcher. Mike Piazza. Accurate. Uh, wa- shut up. A wide Racist. receiver uh, for the Colts in the 90s and the early 2000s with Peyton Manning. Out of Marvin S- Harrison. Accurate. Uh, running back from Ohio State, 1995 Heisman winner. Went to the Titans. And- accurate. Uh, uh, both teams played hard, my man. Portland Trailblazers, power forward. Played with the uh. Pistons. Won a championship with the Pistons. Pass. Boxer known as the Executioner. Middleweight champion of the world back in the, about 12 Roy years Jones ago. Junior? No. Oh, bad job by you, Elton. It doesn't matter anyway. We won the game. You didn't get uh, Rashid Wallace. Both teams played hard, my man, from the Blazers back in the day. And Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, Bernard got knocked out a couple of years ago. Out of the rink. Out of the ring, I should say. Yeah. But he was that, an executioner. That's kind of a famous boxing nickname, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. I'd say so. You're like, nah. Oh, it doesn't matter. That was just gravy. Look, the other guy hung up. Anthony's already, he's like, I lost. Uh, I don't want to be part of this. Uh, I'm done. You didn't know Dominique Wilkins. That's a tough one. <laughs> I, w- I wish you had gotten to the 100-point question, which was Earl Monroe. Oh, he would have never. Uh, that I would have been... said the pearl, but I don't yeah, think he would have got uh, gotten that right. Uh, Good right. job, El Nino. Congrats. What is the final score here? I need the final score. Eddie, the final score. I stopped counting. All right. Uh, 8,000 to uh, 100 Wrong. and something. Uh, that's a Yay! win, El Nino, and that Woo! means. I got a golden ticket. I got holes in my roof, Big Ben, but I'm a winner. Yeah, you're a winning at life. You're, you're roof is not winning but you have the prize you have the jewel you have the cheat code to the ben mather show you have a golden ticket so congratulations and uh, do it do that what you want you can keep it you want to pass that on to real talk no 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 do that Uh, and and don't give it to anyone in nashville please don't do that uh but uh, thank you el nino good job by you all right uh, there he goes el nino the big winner of mather's mountain of money well, speaking of basketball, which we were here, uh, and these uh, these guys are just all about Kobe Bryant, uh, another former NBA player, it has been announced, is going to have his number retired in January. Uh, and I, I wasn't aware of this. Maybe this has been around for a little while, but I, this is the first I've heard of it. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks have decided to retire number 12. Now, do you know what number 12 who? symbolizes? Yeah, yeah, who is that number Brad 12? Brad Harper. No, Damn. no. No, that's uh, you're close. Actually, you combined a couple of names there. It's Derek Harper. You were going. No, I was yeah. thinking of Brett Harper. He was a, he played for the Mavericks. White guy. Brad Davis is who. Oh, you're thinking. all right, yeah. him too. Like I said, you combined a couple of names. Uh, but <laughs> that's all right. Uh, yeah, Derek Harper. Who was played, he? The bald Maverick. Uh, yeah, it was him. And they, that black, oh, Blackman had the receding hairline. They right? had uh, yeah, like yeah, before my time. But I've seen video clips, Danny, of Rolando Blackman 
and Derek Harper. On YouTube, right? Very impressive. you're yes. a millennial. Uh, I'm a millennial. That is accurate. Uh, and so the question Hello. I have now, and can someone email Mark Cuban or send him a message on Twitter, will we have Harperland out in front of the arena in Dallas? Uh, are they are they going to have like a street fair, and then they'll have all all the memorabilia for Derek Harper? I, I would like. I think that's the way to do it. That's the protocol now. Yeah, when you're going to hoist a jersey to the rafters, you have to then have a street fair in in front of the arena. Uh, the the Mavericks. Since I'm on this, why not? Uh, there's nothing better than Maverick basketball uh, to talk about. They've retired two numbers. Two numbers uh, as of right now, and and Harper will be the third. They've got Brad Davis, number 15, and Rolando Blackman. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that the the big German, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, is going to be retired. I I think I'm racist. I hope there's room for two on that limb. I uh, believe I'm right on that, Eddie. I don't want to speak out of school here, but uh, ultimately. See, what Nowitzki should do is change his number right now, and then they'll have to retire two numbers for him. That's my advice to Steph Curry also. Like, if I were Steph Curry, I would just change my number every year. And then the Warriors, because the protocol with Kobe, the Warriors would have to retire like seven or eight numbers for Steph Curry. be great. What can Brown do for you? Not catch a football right now if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. The fallout from Sunday. And how bad is it? You believe the... Media reports about Antonio Brown, we will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Great quote. Well, Antonio Brown is not walking through that door anytime soon for the Steelers, at least the door that leads out to the field on Sunday. Brown, we know he was injured in the game against the Patriots, that nail-brighting, heart-wrenching loss, the Patriots winning on Sunday. So what is the real story? What's the real story? Now, the reports are very optimistic. The early reports that Brown will come back He's going to miss the rest of the regular season, but the Steelers have the bye week pretty much locked up, although they can't lose one of these last cupcake games. But assuming they don't, they'll have the extra week off, and then Brown will be able to come back and join the Steelers. Now, did you hear what Antonio Brown had to say on Monday? You might have missed this if you're not paying attention. You're out of the loop. Uh, Antonio Brown called his calf injury, quote, a minor setback on his way to helping the Steelers in that playoff run, which is upcoming. Uh, so I wanted to talk about this. Now, the, the actual extended quote from Antonio Brown, quote, this is a minor setback for me, but not this team, Brown declared. He went on to say the goal is still the same, and I am confident that we, meaning the Steelers, can and will achieve it. Uh, He went on to say, we may not have won the game, meaning the Patriot game, but this team made a statement, end quote. All right, a two-part question here, two-part question. Let me make it very complex. Uh, Do you believe Antonio Brown when he says this is a minor setback, and did the Steelers make, quote, a statement against New England? So two-part question. I'm going to go no and yes. I'm going to go no and yes on this two-part question. 
And my viewpoint, you've got lingering, decoy, moral victory, and life lock. I'm going to mix all that together. I will bind it together, and I will present it to you right now. Now, the first thing, you've got Antonio Brown. We know he's an essential part of the Steelers' offense. There were people making arguments for him to be the MVP in the NFL, which seems like a long shot even if he hadn't gotten hurt. In fact, it doesn't seem like a long shot. It is a long shot if you look at the history of the most valuable player award. But it's obvious to say that Brown is an essential part. Pittsburgh is currently without the centerpiece of their passing offense. Everything works through Antonio Brown. Uh, as much as they love Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown's been the man. There are no, no guarantees that Antonio Brown will come back and play for the Steelers again this year. That's important. It depends on how his body responds to treatment. So you can sit there and put blinders up and pretend like that's not the case. Everyone's different. You're different than me, and the guy that's over there is different than you. That's how it works. And since everyone's different, even though doctors assume, because Antonio Brown's a professional athlete, that he will be in the upper percentile that can come back from this injury, will this be a lingering issue? And are we even getting the whole story? This calf injury, is that exactly what it is? Is it something different? Is it something bigger? And the Steelers are masking this. Uh, They're hiding what really is going on. And if he does come back, Antonio Brown, does he actually come back as a playmaker or is he just going to be a decoy? Because he can't move the way he used to be able to move because he needs more time to get back, is this going to be a key ingredient in the Pittsburgh offense, or is this just a guy that's going to be another player uh, for the for the Steelers? Now, based on my advanced medical training from years and years of analyzing injuries on the radio of different athletes, boy, have I done God's work uh, as a medical expert on the radio. Uh, I'm going to say there is a 25% chance that Antonio Brown returns in the postseason, and is the same dynamic playmaker that he had been. Now, not to belabor the point, though, but if you're slow, because it's early in the morning, it's 5 in the morning here on the East Coast, if you're slow or bad at math, that means there is a 75% chance that Antonio Brown will be either a player that doesn't come back or he will come back and he will be a weaker link for the Pittsburgh offense. Now, the second thing, as we expand the conversation here on Fox Sports Radio, Antonio Brown said of the Steelers that this team made a statement. Now, I said yes to this, and I'm going to agree with that. The problem is I I have a feeling my position on this is slightly different than Antonio Brown's position. Because when he said, hey, this team made a statement, I agree with him. They made a statement that they're choking dogs. That's the statement the Steelers made. And, and how else can you take this? Is Antonio Brown trying to sell the fact that the Steelers are celebrating some kind of moral victory here, that Pittsburgh, they're going to get a participation trophy because they, they had a chance to beat the Patriots late in the game? And I would push back on the thought that Sunday's game was something to build on. I disagree with that. The Steelers gave that game away in the fourth quarter. They failed to stop Tom Brady. Rob Gronkowski bludgeoned the Pittsburgh defense with that majestic game-winning drive down and Deion Lewis with pay dirt. 
And then the Steelers, though, they failed to score in the fourth quarter. You can say, hey, yeah, they scored, but in the end, the touchdown was taken off the board, and it was just another mortifying situation for Pittsburgh against New England. And the Steelers, yeah, they made a statement, all right. They made a statement. They can vanish at the end of games against the Patriots. It was a statement they'd already made. And the thing that's been completely overlooked, we talked about it in these parts, but that Jesse James catch, which was a catch, should have been a catch, and you can blame Bert Emanuel of the Buccaneers back in the day uh, and all that, but that game, at worst, should have gone to overtime. And Ben Roethlisberger needed the Heimlich maneuver after that call was overturned. I mean, the moment was too big. They suffocated, and you've got Antonio Brown saying that this team, and again, the quote was that this team made a statement. Yeah, they made a statement, all right. They did. Uh, Now, the final word here. Barring some kind of unforeseen injury to the Patriots, this is going to be the outcome should these teams meet again in Foxborough. And uh, don't be a sucker, right? Antonio Brown or no Antonio Brown, this Mike Tomlin generation of the Steelers has consistently, consistently been customers of life alert. They collapse more, in fact, than customers at life alert. They do. Uh, I mean, you you cannot beat uh, Bill Belichick and a Tom Brady-led team when you wilt under the slightest pressure, which is what's gone on for Pittsburgh in many of these games. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. And the big story last night outside of the NFL world, we did have a, a game between Atlanta and Tampa Bay. The Bucks missed a 54-yard field goal as time ran out, so the Falcons survived. So if you had the Green Bay Packers winning the Super Bowl this year, you're a loser. The Packers have been eliminated. They are done, over, Gonskis from playoff consideration. They're out. Uh, And then the NBA, you had one of the most awkward, pathetic, disgraceful retirement ceremonies I've ever seen uh, at the Laker game. The Lakers retiring not one but two numbers. It was nauseating for Kobe Bryant. It was sickening. Uh, The whole event from start to finish was despicable. And uh, fortunately, it's over now. Hate is going to hate. Kobe Kobe thought thought so little of the Lakers that he left before the game was over. The game was still going on. On Kobe Bryant night, the Lakers, in a blatant attempt to try to sell more merchandise, made this Fugazi Kobe land out in the street in front of the arena, and Kobe was so busy in retirement that he had to leave uh, before the game uh, was over. It was, uh, it was quite the night. Uh, it certainly was. And uh, the Warriors won the game, as they usually do. Uh, was that, nine in a row now for the Golden State Warriors? And they played their B squad, too. They had four of their eight regulars who didn't even play, and they, they still beat the Lakers. Uh, Eddie Garcia, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia is uh, right. He's right over there. He's uh, hanging out. <laughs> I, I watched the, the video of the Burt Emanuel play from that Buck-Rams game, the old St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf. That, I remember it. Yeah, and I, I watched it, and I didn't realize this, but Sean King, the quarterback Sean King, was the guy that threw that pass. He was the quarterback in that game, uh, Sean King, that, that it was a catch, and they should have called that a catch. If that had just been called the catch, then we wouldn't have, here we are all these years later, 
what, 20 years later just about, and we're still debating what a catch is well, because they I, screwed that up. I thought the reason they changed that was they had clarified the rule that you could make a catch while a part of the football touched the ground. In other words, if you had both hands around it, if it was secure, but it still hit, a, like the end of the football hit the grass, well, the reason that they, they would call that a catch. I thought that's what even, they changed. But even that was, I mean, I watched the, the game, and it was a John Madden-Pat Summerall game. That's oh. how long ago that was. And they were like, that's a catch. I don't know what they're looking at. You know, it's the same thing just like uh, Romo and Jim Nance in this game and all these cases. Like, I don't know what they're looking at. And, yeah, sure enough. Uh, they were looking at that, and uh, that Bert Emanuel play, you watch it over and over again, it's just like all these other catches. It's so stupid. These, the rules committee, these people should be sent to a North Korean labor camp, these people. That's all right? strong. You understand? All right, these people, spend like a, a month there. Or steal some sunglasses in China and you know, spend eight hours in a detention center uh, somewhere in China. Do something like that, you know? So I'm just pointing that out. Eddie. How about just have some common sense? No, no, there's no common sense. And the most maddening part about all this is that they're clearly backwards, right? They're a bunch of bo- bozos and morons. And then they, they, they try to explain it like they're right. It's, it's just so stupid. Well, I think the most maddening part about it is there is, it seems to be zero movement to change it at all yeah. amongst the people who can change it. People with the power there. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of schmucks. All right. Uh, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show. We'll take your phone calls. You want to be part 877-99 on Fox. 877 877- Nine nine six six three six nine and uh, let's see. Uh, thanks for the sandwich, by the way, Eddie. Very kind of you, Eddie. You're welcome. It's all up with sandwiches there. Uh, it's, uh, it was just marvelous, and it's now gone, Eddie. We, the uh, sandwich has now disappeared. We oh, made I, it vanish. I, I can't believe that. Well, let's see. There's only one person who might have a little bit left. Uh, Danny G Radio, have you consumed all of the sandwich? No, half of mine is in the oh, fridge. Oh, there you go. Coop, I know Coop ate all of his, and I ate all mine. Yeah. No, I didn't eat my whole sandwich. You didn't really? eat your whole sandwich? No. Really? My, what the is, hell's going on really in the world? Warm, you can't really warm this up, though, Coop. It's not. Oh, yeah, you can. Nah, it doesn't yeah. taste as good. Oh, I've, I've tried I've it. Done, I've it, done gets, it before. It gets rubbery. It's not as good. The bread doesn't taste you, you, right. Well, Ben, you don't put the bread in. You take the guts out, put that in the microwave, oh, that's and then messy. put it back in the bread. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I leave the guts in. Otherwise, Eddie, the bread, you know. It's hard like a... Danny, the move is to eat it immediately. Yeah, you That's eat it as quickly as possible, and then you move on to the next thing, and then you're good. Like the milkshake was pretty heavy. I just... Uh, was a lot of... You uh, did have the milkshake? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You really hit Eddie up hard on the milkshake. Was it a uh, special kind of milkshake? It was. What, what kind it, was it? It was a weed milkshake. No. It's on the menu right now. They put weed in there. It's just great. Uh, it was it. Uh, pumpkin cheesecake. Pumpkin cheesecake. Yes. Did they put like a whole pumpkin in there? A whole slice of pumpkin cheesecake. Oh. Interesting. So, needless to say, that it was really heavy and uh, yeah. is, hard is your Is your stomach happy, though, right now? Uh, I'm happy. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if my stomach's all that happy. <laughs> well, last time I checked, the stomach was a part of you, so, I mean... Coop, Coop's going to go on a treadmill right after the Is, is it oh, possible be, for the stomach to be unhappy and for you to be happy? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's his day-to-day That's life. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, my taste buds were satisfied, and it was delicious, and it was awesome. Maybe one of like the best times ever of fat cells. But wow. uh, I just I can tell my stomach's telling me I'm gonna get back at you later. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, well, not just your stomach, but yeah, the other other things there will right, also, right. Yeah, you'll spend some quality time. Yeah, you'll do some of that too. All right, so the Ben Maller Show. Let's go to Jose in L.A. 
who's up next on Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, Jose? Yeah, hi. Uh, I just want to talk about how Antonio Brown said that they made a statement. Yes, that was his declaration that the Steelers made a statement <laughs> against the Patriots. Well, I mean, you can't make a statement unless you win a football game. And even if you made a statement, uh, Brady's 11-2 against the Steelers now, so I don't know what type of statement they were trying to make right there. Yeah, well, I went over it. I went point by point. That was a moral victory. It was a participation award that they got because they had a chance it, to win the game. So that's it, a great it, statement. It can't be a moral victory when you spite, when you fake spite I know. All right, they what's going on? All right, all right, all right. Everyone's phone. Yeah, it's Everyone's good phone. It's bad phone night. Everyone's phone. You're all, all your phones suck. Everyone's phone is garbage. No one's got a good phone. I'm doing a call-in wow. radio show, it's only and everyone's, everyone's phone's garbage. What the hell happened there? I, don't know. I thought my mic go on. Did my mic go down? I turned it down a little really? bit because you were like blowing our eardrums out of our headphones. Oh, yeah. Speaking of headphones, yeah, I got an email from management that said that uh, we're getting a a nice a bonus, Eddie, a holiday I, bonus. I've got here. mine right here. Where am I? What? How I'm, come I don't have mine? I don't know. I'm. Koopa Loop, you you're the producer. Produce the uh, <laughs> produce the yeah. holiday. Where did you get yours from? Do they say Fox on them, Eddie? Yeah, they do. Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, man- management sent out this great email saying uh, we've here's, done very well. And our here's, holiday- the, here's the box that came in. Well, where's my oh. box? Well, I mean, Eddie has a, a a different manager. Yeah. Well, I saw, wait a minute, Jason Smith, who was in here earlier, and Harmon had their headphones. They start their shift during business hours, right? This yeah. is a clearly... Blatant discrimination against, against overnighters. Uh, clearly. Uh, Loop, I'm sure me. you will send an email to the powers of strongly worded. Company. Yes. And you yeah, will. Please CC me in that email. Yeah. And you will say, hey, uh, what what the hell? You don't get right? CC'd, Eddie. You have your headphones. Yeah, I you still would like to witness No, it. no, you're not part of this, Eddie. This is a fight that me, Coop, and Danny G, the three musketeers, we will take this to management. We're going to raise holy hell. Uh, and if not, we're going to TP the fourth floor is what we're going to do. Now, I have no doubt that they got a great deal on these headphones. At, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> however, however. You're so cynical. How, do, like they, that, how do they sound, Eddie? They sound good. They're, They're good. wireless headphones. Are you wearing them right They're, now? Really? You can't use wireless no, headphones. No, no, no. But yeah. I, 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 I hooked my phone up to them, and oh, I listen okay. to a little oh, music. Okay. And, uh, they're good headphones. It sounds so good, these are yeah. for personal use. And they're, yes, and they're very yeah. lightweight. Okay, good. You could wear these on the treadmill there, Maller. Uh, maybe I will. Yeah. I don't want to get them all and sweaty, though. That's the problem. Old lady will come up to you. Do you work at Fox? Yes, good point. Fox yeah, a lot of old ladies like listening yeah, to the big, show. Big fans <laughs> of uh, our, our. We're doing God's work, is what we're doing. All right, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. One billion dollars. We'll get to that and the perfect match as well. All of that next. The Ben Maller Show has been called the most unique show on sports radio, but we need your help with our guerrilla marketing campaign. Use your social media pages to show your support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. The Michigan man in Tennessee says, It's your phone, Ben. Everyone sounds fine. It's your phone. Yeah. You sure about that? Some people asking us to rip the Steeler coaching staff here, uh, in particular Todd Haley, uh, that we need to go back down that road. Uh, I'm not ready to go down that road right now, but I am ready to go to the phones. And uh, Mangus is in North Carolina on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Mangus. 
Yeah, Mang- Mangus, like Mangus, Mangus beef. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Angus, Mangus, yeah, same, th- same thing. Yes, absolutely. What's going on, Mangus? Exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? I'm a diehard Panthers fan, and uh, when uh, when it came up, what the owner did and said, you know, it's, hey, I I don't know the man, so you know. But when P did, he said, I'm gonna, I want to buy this team. I was like, okay, that's great, you know. <laughs> but then he started talking, and then he yeah. said, there's gonna be some. Quarterback competition with Colin Kaepernick. I said, look, the devil is a lie. That's where you lost me at, P. Diddy. Cameron Newton has no competition in Charlotte. You understand me? That's no, no, no. no. Uh, uh, P. Diddy, hold on. P. Diddy's only – but don't worry, though. Kaepernick says he also wants to buy a part of the team. So, so it'll be like P. Diddy and Kaepernick together uh, buying the team. How about that? Well, so Okay, so the owner can hold a clipboard. He can hold a clipboard, take yeah. a knee. Uh-huh. Then get up and then hold a clipboard for Cam and then throw a couple yeah. of signals in. But there's no way in heavenly, you know what, uh-huh. that Colin Kaepernick would be in any type of competition with Cam yeah. Newton. Yeah. But Here, then what, here's what you have to do. I got an idea. If I'm, 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 I'm a thinker. All right, I'm an ideas guy. Okay, here's what you do, Mangus. All right, here's what you do. You put a team, uh, uh, a GoFundMe together. And make right. make Carolina like the Green Bay Packers, a publicly owned team by the people for the people of the can Carolinas. Get... Can you raise like three billion dollars among yes. the people that live in the Carolinas? Yes, yes? I can, I, and I can own a little bit, then? Yeah, you own it like a piece of the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm on. I'm on it, Ben. I'm All right. on it. All right, you start that right now and say, forget P Diddy, forget Mark Cuban. Forget that guy from NASCAR. You want the people to own the Panthers, the people's then Panthers. Then you're stirring up something. Let's do it, baby. Right, you're stirring up something, Ben. Let's do it. We're doing it right now. All right. Thank you. All right. I like that guy. Now, ben, I know you guys are both Mangus millennials. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of names, it's brother love. Pity, P. Diddy or Diddy or... Puff Daddy from way back in the day. Who? A couple months ago, he officially changed nah, his nah, name. Nah, you don't understand. I don't. I follow, by law. No, no, he's no. Brother I don't Love. Care. Brother Love it wasn't that an matter. old WWE like every story I'm reading. Uh, every story. P Diddy. USA Today. P Diddy. Yeah, that's NBC because the News, public is uninformed. I don't care. You are what the people think you are, and his name is P Diddy. Well, then you're Bill Miller. That's fine. Call me Bill. The company calls me Bill Miller. That's fine. I don't, I'm okay with that. All right. Uh, let's see. Can't go to that guy. Don't know that I want to go to that guy. Uh, Eric in Portland, Maine, is up early, and he's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Eric. Good morning, Bill Miller. How you doing? I love your show. Um, I got to tell you, I literally just returned to Portland, Maine. I took the pilgrimage down to Pittsburgh. Been a huge Steeler fan for nearly fifty years. It's it's disgraceful what this league's turned into. I despise what it's turned into. Just nitpicking and. I make, like I said, I make that journey, 13-hour road trip down with my buddies and flew home, connector, Detroit, and such. And the game is decided in New York by a, by a Patriots fan. Let's face it, this guy, did you look this guy up? Al Riveron, whoever the hell he is, who has given the Patriots three victories. He's the MVP yeah. of the league, in my opinion. It's disgraceful. It really is. And you, you know the play I'm talking about. The Patriots defeated the Texans earlier this year on a supposed catch, quote-unquote catch, by Brandon Cooks, which was a bobble. Uh, I, I agree. I listen. I agree. How much now, longer can this go on? Honest to God, seriously, uh, ten, destroyed ten, the ten, sport. ten more years. I, I, I'm more fascinated by the fact that you drove 13 hours to Pittsburgh from Portland, Maine. You then yep. had to take a flight from Pittsburgh, which I believe is the opposite opposite direction to Detroit. 
the connecting flight then back to Portland, Maine. Is that accurate? That's 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 accurate. Yes, yeah. that's what happened. That's, what a pain. I got home late. I got home late last night. I uh, yeah. I, got, I have several radio shows. I got to call this morning and complain about this. Oh, it's good. You're going. I'm, just, I'm glad I'm on your list though of radio shows to call and complain. They, they, yeah. they, can I just say they? Have Who, what what show are you? What show are you calling into next? I'm curious. Who's getting the our, our sloppy well, the local, second? The local guy, the local guys get in at six a.m. But they have destroyed the sport yeah. that I have known and loved, and it's just it's disgusting. Can you please talk about what a, what a disgrace and an abortion to justice? <laughs> Bye. Yes. No, no. Thank you. All right. Uh, good luck, Eric, with your many phone calls to radio shows there. It's a national outrage. National outrage. Did I didn't follow Trump's Twitter. He didn't tweet about this, right? He's busy some other stuff. He didn't comment on the NFL officiating and all that. Because he can't. He's in an awkward spot. I mean, he could, but. It, it, it's a busy time for him right now. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. But I'm, but I'm saying, like, he. He's asked everyone not to watch, like boycott the NFL. When you tell people not to watch and you can't then comment, it'd be tough to tough to do that. So. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll get to one billion, one billion, and the perfect match also. Ben, congratulations. Thank you. We'll have Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery Sight the Bite. A lot of stuff on the agenda. Right now, though, Eddie Garcia is here on Fox with the latest. Eddie. Well, let's start with Monday Night Football in Tampa, where the Falcons get by the Buccaneers 24-21 in an NFC South clash. Atlanta now 9-5 with that win. Devontae Freeman led the way with over, almost I should say, uh, 200 yards of total offense. He had a 32-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter to help get that win for Atlanta as they remain. Hold that final playoff spot in the NFC. They have a one-game advantage on the Lions, Seahawks, and Cowboys, while the Packers were eliminated from the playoffs with that Atlanta victory. In the NBA, Rockets make it 14 wins in a row. They're a league-best 25-4 after beating the Jazz 120-99. Overtime for the Warriors to get by the Lakers in L.A. 116-114. That's nine wins in a row for Golden State. Kevin Durant led them with 36 points. Celtics, they had terrible shooting, too. Durant, it was like 10 of 30 or something like that. We don't, we don't care about that. We okay. just care about the points. All right. Celtics edge the Pacers 112-99. Kyrie Irving, 30 That's a for great, Boston. great choke job by the Indiana Pacers. Was it a choke job, or was it a amazing play by Rosier the guy? Uh, it could be both. Okay. A little bit both. Then it's both. Uh, Spurs beat the Clippers 109-91. Tough break there. Spurs got lucky. Is that barely, right? Barely got by the Clips. Lucky win. Uh, Timberwolves edge the Trailblazers 108-107. Jimmy Butler, 37 points for Minnesota. And Russell Westbrook, 38 points. Thunder get by the Nuggets, 95-94. This report brought to you by True Car with True Car. You can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, you talked earlier in the show about Ron Rivera being being asked the leading question. I think the same probably happened to Bill O'Brien uh, in Houston, where the Texas head coach was asked... Uh, if he would step down as head coach of the Texans, did he say yes? I'm quitting right now. I've got I got something to do this weekend. No, the want... opposite. Oh. Actually, he oh. said he will not quit or oh. he, or resign, even though the team is four and ten this year and uh, yeah. have been underachieving. He does have a year left on his contract, and I'm guessing he's expecting to get paid at least uh, for one more year. Well, he's got the the Trump card of saying, "Hey, my guy, Deshaun got Watson hurt. Yeah. got hurt. Ain't right. my fault. You gave me this savage backup guy. He's a bum." And uh, blame it on him. All right, it's Ben Maller's show, and I think this is the perfect match. The former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, he was featured on Hard Knocks. If you have HBO, you're bougie, and you have uh, you have cable. You haven't cut the cord, and you have that. Uh, but if you had access to Hard Knocks, they featured Roberto Aguayo, the much maligned kicker 
who was a second-round pick of the Buccaneers. And wide left, wide right, uh, too short. Those are all things that Roberto Aguayo has mastered in his brief time in the NFL. He's bounced around. He's worked out for a lot of different teams. Well, this is the perfect match because on Monday, Roberto Aguayo, who's a free agent, worked out for the Cleveland Browns. Is that not the perfect match? A kicker that can't kick straight playing for a team. Now, the question is this. Now, I feel like that is where he belongs in Cleveland. They didn't sign him yet. But let's assume he does get signed. Does Aguayo get credit with being part of the 0-16 team? Like, will he get to go on the parade? Does he get the ring if he joins the Browns? And I can't think of a better kicker should the Browns have the lead in Week 17 against Pittsburgh because the Steelers play their backups. Can you think of a better guy to be out there with a game on the line, the imperfect season, than Roberto Aguayo to kick the field goal that could either win it for the Browns or seal up the 0-16 record. That's the guy that you want out there. Yeah, that's the guy. They could do it. They could make that happen. All right, now meanwhile, I said $1 billion. $1 billion. That would be none other than a former NBA player, Matt Barnes. Now it went up to $3 billion. No, no, he only wants a billion. He only, calm down, LeVar. He only wants to play. Matt Barnes, uh, who has had a very interesting time, a good friend of Derek Fisher, uh, Matt Barnes, who just retired from the Golden State Warriors, he says that he plans on becoming a billionaire in 13 years. In the next 13 years, uh, he just retired last week, and he plans on being a billionaire by the time he's 50. By the time he's 50. Uh, and he, how much has he made? I think the, the the number that I saw, he's got a net worth of roughly like twenty million, which is a good amount, but it ain't a billion. It ain't. A billion. In fact, you could say uh, it's even less than. That. Maybe he's about about ten million now because of the uh, legal issues he's had. So that means he's got to get roughly nine hundred and ninety million dollars in the next thirteen years. Completely doable. Completely do all he's got to do is become a left-handed pitcher, a starting pitcher, and he can get uh, you know, a two hundred million dollar contract. And if he can lie about his age, he can get like a few of those. That'll get him up to six hundred million if he gets three of those contracts. Uh, and then uh, after that, you go to go to Vegas. You bet everything you have on red or black, and uh, there you go, one billion dollars. All right, so the uh, Ben Maller Show on Fox, we are going to have in its entirety Sight the Bite. So if you want to be part of Sight the Bite, there's a golden ticket on the line. Uh, We're going to get to that. Speaking of the golden ticket, though, this guy, he's going to cash his golden ticket already? All right, I see golden ticket on my board right now. Let's go to the Valley of the Sun. I've got a golden ticket. Man's got some water damage to his roof, but uh, here he is. El Nino, cashing his golden ticket already. Big Ben, I was so inspired by your first monologue. You know, you use the word nauseating, pathetic to describe the, the double jersey ceremony by Kobe Bryant tonight. I could not agree more, Big Ben. Not only did he double down on getting two jerseys retired, he wrote his own speech and then had Jeannie Buss regurgitate it. They used the exact <laughs> same line, Big Ben. He's, 
Jeannie said, we wanted your hustle, you gave us your heart. That was the exact same yeah. thing that Kobe said. There's, no, there's nothing, uh, nothing hokey and corny about that at all. I, oh, I was, it, was, yeah. it was The only thing that was worse is giving yourself your own nickname. It was absolutely terrible. And then you mentioned it, the whole OT thing. You got this young thing that they're they're ball-washing Kobe about how he's such a great Lakers and he retired and he spent his whole career. So they get to overtime with the former NBA champs, and he goes, Eh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get out of here. What an example to you know, Mr. Thirty Three Percent Levar Ball. Just ridiculous. Big yeah. Thing. Well, I can, listen. I completely agree. And here's another thing that you should be annoyed about with Kobe Bryant last night. He used his kid as an excuse. I hate people that do that. I yeah. cannot stand people. It's like you have kids just to use them as an excuse. It's very annoying to me. What do you mean? It's a school night. They have to get to sleep. He's got little children. Oh, stop, please. Ben, it's you didn't ridiculous. see his little one squirming around at halftime? Yeah. Well, you know what? She was crying. I, Kobe can afford a babysitter. I'm sure that somebody there would have uh, would have watched his little kid. How about that? You guys are heartless. Yeah. No, we're accurate. You're, no, you're good job. You know what, El Nino? I'm going to so, give you another golden uh, ticket. Oh, yeah. That's a great call Ridiculous. by you, El Nino. You get another golden ticket. Tremendous job, El Nino. You get a golden ticket. You stick get together. a golden ticket. Wow, look at that. The music we played for you, just outstanding. We're going to have now Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery. We get to that. We do it next. There's a worldwind of excitement going on around our show Reddit page. Search for our subreddit, Ben Maller Show and get the latest authentic listener-generated content about the Maller Militia. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Hey, I wonder what Phil Jackson was doing last night. I know he wasn't at the Kobe retirement ceremony. Was he in Montana hanging out with the Peace Pipe? What was he doing? I don't know. All right, let's hey, get... where are the white women at? Uh, Montana, yes. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it right now. Here we go. It's time now to Sight the Bite, where we play random generic sound bites. You know, inane sports and entertainment cliches spoken by so-called experts. And you try to tell us who's doing the talking. All right, you know the drill, right? Sight the Bite, we've been through this a lot. This is our final Sight the Bite of 2017, so let's make it good. And it's an audio mystery. You have to figure out who this mystery voice is. And let's go to the audio tape. He's doing his job. Someone from the world of sports the last seven to ten days. It's a player. It's a coach. It's a prominent media member. Let's hear it again. He's doing his job. He's doing his job. Is that what he said? He's doing his job. All right. Got it right. Uh, Will anyone get this right? I will go first. And I took me about five minutes to eat that sandwich that Eddie got. Uh, which is way too fast, but I had limited time to eat it. So I, I'm going to say caller number five. Eddie. Well, Ben, I'm not very scientific about yeah, this. I just pick whatever you three, pick. Number three. Number three. You're right. a cheater and you try. You said and... number three. Number five. Number three. All right. Danny G. Number ben. two. All right. Nope. I'm very scientific when it comes to this game, as you know. Uh huh. Yeah. And Ben, it is Kobe Bryant night. Yeah. Five rings, baby. Something that you and your condors will never experience. In Uh-oh. honor of Kobe's five rings, yeah. Collar Five is definitely going to be the big wiener. Right. It's actually uh, with the Lakers. I, I should have picked number five because that's the pick the Lakers will have. Well, I guess they don't have their pick in next year's NBA draft. <laughs> you need to worry about that. your Clippers in the draft. Yeah. All right, uh, Coop. That's fine. That's uh, Coop. Who you got, Coop? Collar number five. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. 
Play that soundbite one more time real quick. Let's hear who it is. Listen He's doing it. his job. Uh, if you know, call 877-99 on Fox. He's doing his job. We're going to go through these calls quickly. We start out with a man who's obsessed with this game. He loves this game more than life itself. Mr. Moose. He can win. He's batting leadoff. Mr. Moose, you can end the game right now. Oh, good morning, Ben. Hey, and real quick, pumpkin cheesecake is the greatest. Good for cool. But I believe it's none other than Warner Brothers' famous rabbit hunter, Elmer Fudd. Is that the great Elmer Fudd? <laughs> no. All right. Thank you. Boy, it really gets bummed out that Mr. Moose, doesn't he? Now let's go to Austin in Arkansas. Austin, you're my caller number two, Austin. That's got to be P. Diddy. Is that the great P. Diddy, the new owner of the tech uh, the Carolina Panthers? Excuse me. You mean ahead. Brother Love? Yeah, whatever. No, it's not, it's not P. Diddy, but thank you, Austin. Sounds just like P. Diddy, unless it doesn't. Time for our first clue. This particular person was an accomplished track star at St. Augustine High School. He's doing his job. All right. He's doing his job. Was an accomplished track star for St. Augustine High School. He's there doing is, his job. There's a golden ticket on the line if someone gets this right. Let's go to Justin in Cincinnati. Justin, you are caller number three. You have your shot. In honor of Coop Ballwash and Kobe, I'm going to say it's Kobe's victim. All right, is that Kobe Bryant's victim in in Colorado? No. All right, uh, thank you for that. Uh, there he goes. Uh, Justin, where he goes, no one knows. Weedman Hippie is caller number four. Weedman, you keep calling up. You're caller number four, Weedman. Ben, this is it. Wednesday for the whole year. I love the year ends so in like a week. What are you talking? It's like a week. It's nothing. It'll be before you know it'll be 2018. The year's almost uh. over. I'll be on okay. Twitter. Don't worry. My God. Uh, yes, what's the uh, answer? Everybody loves everybody. The answer has got to be Dwight Gooden. Tw- Dwight Gooden is his answer. <laughs> wow. All right. No, it's not Dwight Gooden. Uh, here we go. This is it. Number five. Uh, second clue. This particular person's the first player in SEC history to rush for 200 or more yards in three consecutive games. He's doing his job. Was an accomplished track star for St. Augustine High School. And again, big headline here, first player in SEC history to rush for 200 or more yards in three straight games. Caller number five. This is going to be the one that wins it. This is the caller that ends the drama. Brandon in Louisville. Brandon, bring it home, Brandon. End the game with style, with pizzazz, and I want to give you that golden ticket. All righty, let's see. Um, I'm going to say, I know I'm wrong, but uh, Eddie Lacy. No, you, yeah, you're wrong. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. Not there you go. Maybe I get a bronze ticket. Yeah. Hang on. I'm disgusted. Bad job by you. Bad job by Eddie. Bad job by Danny G. Yeah. Bad job by Coop. He can't even get a copper ticket. All right. So we'll keep going here. On to caller number six we go. And uh, let's say hello to Jimmy in Orlando. Jimmy, you have the chance at the golden ticket. What's my clue? 
Well, we already gave you a couple clues. The first player in SEC history to rush for 200 or more yards in three straight games was an accomplished track star for St. Augustine High School. Miguel O.J. Simpson. Yes, O.J., one of the great players in the Southeastern Conference history. No, no, that one year that USC played against Alabama and uh, Auburn and LSU and all those schools in the Southeastern Conference. No. All right, uh, time for another clue. This particular person was the first high school freshman ever to receive a scholarship offer from LSU. He's doing his job. All right, let's see here. Jason in Ohio, it's up to you, Jason. You're caller number seven. Jay? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you don't have anything, do you, Jason? No, I don't. All right, I'll hang up on you then. Uh, Eric in Akron. Eric, you're uh, you're my caller seven, Eric. You're my new caller seven. Is it Todd Gurley? Is it Todd Gurley? No! no, not Todd Gurley. We got to no. go quick here. Last clue. He owns the Jags record for the longest rush at 90 yards. Jeff in Minnesota, uh, you are the last hope. Jeff, what's the answer? Bad job by you. I, I could have been caller number five. This has been Leonard Fournette the whole time. Leonard Fournette, that is correct. That's the winner. You have won the game, Jeff. Congratulations. You get a golden ticket. You get a golden ticket. We're winners. We're winners here. That's what we do. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.